My sound sound okay? You sound fine, Welcome lovely. Welcome to the WTF Forum. The hosts do not give financial, legal, medical or any kind of advice. Opinions are their own. This broadcast contains foul language and dangerous ideas. If you need a trigger warning you are in the wrong place. Now enjoy the show. Dear partners and friends of... What the fuck? Form, ...a very cordial welcome. The WTF Forum is a decentralized broadcast network with no governing body of any kind and is produced and distributed by a loosely affiliated, ever-growing network of rogue, independent content creators. This forum does not, will not, and shall not have any one location, feed, platform, or channel, but shall be shared and multiplied as nature dictates. If any listener of the following proceedings finds themselves offended, they will be asked kindly to go fuck themselves. All right, what the fuck's up, everybody? How we doing? Welcome to the WTF Forum. I am glad to be here after having missed last weekend. Uh, I've been a busy bee, which is a good thing, you know? It's the only way to make any money. This here is Mike the Polymath, Easy Peasy Podcast, and I will pass it around the circle to Bear Snare. Hey guys, I'm Bear Snare, my friends hate freedom podcast and thebearsnare.com. I am happy to be here with you all tonight and I'm happy to see Stella next. <laughs> Thank you, Bear. Uh, yeah, Stella Q from Australia, uh, Union of the Unknowns, along with my friend Ashley here. She can fill in the details because she's so good at it. <laughs> uh, occasionally, propaganda report with Brad Binkley and... Easy peasy podcast. It's awesome. You must subscribe. Ando. Hello, I'm Ando from Burn Babylon Burn and the Doom Kitchen. And uh, let's see what's going on. How does Ashley find the union of the unknowns? Well, Ando, I'm glad you asked. We are, uh, what is the word? <laughs> We're burying the lead or something. I don't know. Um, but you can find us at unionoftheunknowns.com. That's our link tree page. And uh, yeah, I'm Ashley of the Unknowns. I'm here with my other buddy, pod mate, and fellow unknown, Stella Q. So happy to be back. I've also been a little um, wild in schedule and all that stuff. So happy to be here with you folks. It's always a pleasure on the forum to see everybody. And uh, we've got an all-star cast here. What more could we ask for? Except I do have a burning desire to hear the answer to a major, important, pressing question. Just what the fuck <laughs> is a crumpet? <laughs> Okay, Stella Q, I think you Bro, are currently call them in English possession. Is it, nope. is it the same or is it different from an English muffin? Well, Ando and, and I think it's the same. So this is a very heated, it's a heated subject. <laughs> we, must, uh, we must discuss this. It's yes. very important that we get this straight. 
Yes. Is it just so Australia is trying to be anti-imperialist with renaming it? <laughs> well, it's not necessarily an Aussie thing. I think it's a UK thing. It's a it's a what do you call it? A um... place of origin is the UK. Yes. Yeah. So what and do you call really, it? That's a... a freaking I... English muffin. Stella yeah. is really not an English be... muffin. Stella sure. needs to be held accountable for spreading fake news. Okay, because it's dangerous to our democracy. It is drop bear food. Sorry. <laughs> An so, English, an English muffin gonna, is is not is not at all like a, a crumpet. It's it an looks, English muffin is more like bread, really. But it looks so so much like an English muffin. So Wikipedia, no, Wikipedia, it looks, so looks nothing like an English muffin. Look at me. No, no, no. But Ando, she's not seeing the the the. What do they call them? The crevices. When you toast it up and you got the crevices, that's exactly what it looks like. It looks like an English muffin. No, see, if you look even closer, you'll see that there are many, many little bubble holes in a crumpet. You don't get that in a muffin. Yeah, you no, no. Muffin English, in a muffin. English muffin it's is different English than a regular muffin. Hey, look right. at my bubble holes. <laughs> uh, my bubble wait, holes I can't. Right here? Oh, wait, 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 Hold up, hold well, up, hold up. Hey, let's pull up like the Thomasville. Uh, what is the Thomas English keep, muffin? Keep holding it up like a, a game show girl. That, that <laughs> is that is what we in America call no. an English it's a crumpet. No, it's not a crumpet. It is not a crumpet. I'm telling you now, Sonny. It is not a crumpet. That is a muffin. No, crumpets are actually, I think it's the bicarb, I think they've got bicarb of soda in them or something that makes them sort of bubble. I'm not really sure how they're made. You can make your own. Bubble no, they're actually everywhere. quite different. No. <laughs> but it's not. It's the same nah. freaking thing. Nah. I'm holding not one the in same. my hand. Is a crumpet heavier or lighter than a witch? They would be heavier than a muffin. Because we get muffins, I know exactly what a muffin is. Um, we get them. Yeah, but it's we not like here. it's not like a blueberry muffin. It's they call it a muffin, no, but no, it's no, not no. actually a muffin. No, no, no. Oh, I know what you mean. You've got those, you know, like a cake baked type muffin. No, they like what Ando's got there, and they, you can sort of pull them apart without a knife. Correct? Like they sort of got a a default seam sort of thing that you can. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's yes. not a it's Free not a crumpet. Slit. Completely different. <laughs> it's completely, completely different. different. <laughs> it is Ando. See, I'm gonna have to send him some crumpets, I think. <laughs> um, first of all I wish I wish no, Terry was the, here. The buck stops here. If you're sending food, <laughs> it's coming to me. All and right. he can get some whenever he's swinging back by. <laughs> I guarantee it would be moldy when by the time it reached it. you, but So I've got I've got I've got some <laughs> I've got some hot off the press uh, information about crumpets versus English muffins. Okay, <laughs> I think crumpets are a psyop. Crumpets are a total psyop. No, you know what it sounds like to it came me came from space. What it sounds like and what it looks like is that a crumpet is essentially an unsweetened pancake mm, versus crumpet. English muffins are, I think, uh, baked in an oven versus cooked on a skillet. Okay, oh, like a griddle. Okay. okay yes. Okay, okay, okay. So. This See, makes that doesn't you... look like a muffin, does it? No, it, but English muffins don't look like muffins either, Stella. That's what we're getting at. They look like crumpets, <laughs> but they're different. They're different. I think we're no... starting to connect the dots. Nowhere else but the WTF <laughs> forum, y'all. Nowhere else. This is hard-hitting journalism. No, I'm standing firm. I'm standing firm. They are nothing it's like necessary, a muffin. It's uh, necessary discourse to get <laughs> the nothing truth like a muffin. out there. <laughs> 
So, okay, I'm going to read a little bit here. It says, this is in Better Homes and Gardens. The, the title of the article is Crumpets vs. English Muffins. What's the difference? While strikingly similar in appearance, crumpets and English muffins are different. Learn all about the two kinds of griddled bread here. Okay, so griddled bread. They're both griddled. Um, so you're in the bread aisle thinking about switching up your breakfast game by choosing something other than a bagel or your usual loaf of toast. Okay, I've never... Oh, it says loaf for toast. That makes more sense. I'm like, right. I've never bought a loaf of toast <laughs> in my life. Okay, this makes you wonder... <laughs> This makes you wonder about the difference between crumpets versus English muffins. You're probably familiar with English muffins, but what is a crumpet exactly? Upon closer examination, you'll find they are quite different. Crumpets are small, round, griddled, thin bread with a spongy texture. I'm thinking, I'm thinking pancakes, right? But not as much sugar. Crumpets are nope. authentic British bread commonly enjoyed for breakfast or with afternoon tea. I mentioned this. I have a friend who every time he did a British impersonation, he would say, would you like some tea and crumpets? <laughs> and I, you know, the whole time I just thought it was hilarious. I never asked the fundamental question of what is a crumpet? <laughs> now, I'm just going to hand it over to Stella because I don't want to read this whole fucking article. Um, <laughs> can you can you clarify for us, Stella Q? What the fuck's a crumpet? <laughs> it's not an English muffin. Um, <laughs> and I will stand by that till the day I die. Uh, it it's, doesn't even taste like a muffin, actually. It tastes like it's got the texture of rubber, <laughs> um, culinary rubber. Huh. And uh, they come in a packet of six. They come in round or square. I Actually, the square ones do make more sense, really. But there's something about the original round that's just cool. And at the moment, a uh, multi-racial crumpet because I'm having Greek tapenade on it. So, so do you do you usually spread something on top of a crumpet? Is that most people just have butter, really? Just but, butter, okay. Yeah, so you can have it's sort of like pancakes. You can have it. They don't taste like or look like pancakes, but you can have like sweet pancakes or savory pancakes. So I tend to have more savory crumpets because I'm not really a sweethead. So yeah, you can put anything on a crumpet. I've had eggs on crumpets. Um, you can put anything on a crumpet, but uh, it's nice hey. to have a bit of crumpet on the side. Hey, if you don't tempt me with a good time, you say you can put anything, anything on a crumpet. Use your imagination, I get, Mike. I I could get real weird with that. <laughs> so Stella, you're you just said you're voluntarily eating something that tastes like rubber, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, it doesn't yeah. taste like it. it; just feels like it. It tastes good. It tastes very pr processed and manufactured. It's probably got zero nutrition. <laughs> it's just a filler, really, so that my stomach wasn't grumbling on the microphone. <clears throat> kind of like the pizza that I ate, you know, 10 minutes ago. Um, <laughs> well, I'm glad we could clarify because this is these are the type of cultural divides that we are trying to break down on the WTF forum, you know. Yeah. Stella Q and our, our good friend Drew, who is not here tonight, y'all might speak English, but there is still somewhat of a language barrier, I will say. Mm. Like, yeah, what, we, we speak strine. What, what the fuck's a Sheila from down under? <laughs> I, hear, I hear that's what you are. Yeah, I'm a Sheila. Uh, just a woman, basically. It's a bit of a, I suppose some people call it a derogatory term, I guess. Doesn't bother me. 
um, yeah, just a woman, basically. So like uh, Australian squaw. We're, <laughs> yeah. not, we're not allowed <laughs> yes. to use that word no more. No more <laughs> oh, squaws. Right. Yeah. Similar. But you know, it does, it kind of brings me to the topic at hand, okay? Um, what I thought we would talk about today, and I will, I will say, because I'm sure she had to resist the urge, Ashley at no point asked me what the theme was. It's a total surprise, okay? And I'm glad that we have both Stella Q and Ashley because I think what I want to talk about today is female rage as well as this concept of self self-loathing okay they're kind of separate but similar i got plenty of both good no <laughs> i mean not good no i think so what we have hit on like male trials and tribulations and cultural you know the attacks on masculinity we have yet to hit, really hit on like the similar but different with women and how women are often very mean to one another. Am I wrong? Nope. No? No. Um, and, no everyone's mean to everyone sometimes. And yes, I will true. say uh, to Mike that, yes, I do normally ask what the theme is so I can uh, try to... <laughs> you know have an idea but today my brain is basically just totally fried so i i didn't even think about it. i was like we're just you know like bill o'reilly fuck it we'll do it live we'll do it live we'll figure it out <laughs> as we go yeah yep. i'm fried too so we've got two fried women here this will be fun <laughs> so i you know i wasn't sure exactly how to like tie everything together but as usual curiosity was my guide and i think i think we've got a good solid theme that we're going to come at from like two different angles. This is not particularly exclusively about women. This is about sort of self, you know, sort of hating people within your own in-group or even maybe hating yourself for being in a certain type of in-group. And maybe I'm reaching, I always do, but I'm going to start out here with a video from 2015 um, this was local. And the reason I found this, I don't know if y'all are on the citizen app, but the citizen app basically gives you like fire and police kind of like updates in your local area. And today I saw one pop up and it said another incident at the beach grove Walmart. Now we've been on the Walmart beat since the very beginning of the WTF forum. And I, I, I watched this sort of clip and it led me at, like down a rabbit hole. So I'm going to start a little ways back about eight years ago. Um, this is a fight between two women at the beach Grove Walmart, which is about seven miles from where I am right now. There's an arrest in that shocking Walmart brawl in Indiana. You want it? You want it? Are you Amber Stevenson, the dark-haired woman seen in the video fighting, spent the weekend in jail, charged with felony neglect of a dependent and contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Johnny, cut your 
face. Stevenson can be heard urging her six-year-old son, Johnny, to hit the woman she got into a fight with at the Walmart. The boy hit the woman with a shampoo bottle, kicked her, and got angry when a customer told him to stop. Hey, hey, stop it. Look, you're going to go to a little boy jail. Hey, don't kick. He just kicked her in the head. The other woman will not face charges. Okay, that's our that's the introduction to this topic for now. Okay, long story short, long story short, two women beat the fuck out of each other. Okay, in the Walmart, and one of them had her kid with her, and at a certain point, as you heard, she says, "Johnny, punch her in the fucking face." Okay, now maybe I'm crazy. She she was the only of the two women to face criminal charges. But I am convinced she was actually in the right. Okay. That's kind of like secondary to the to the whole point. But what this reminded me of when I saw it was in high school, there were probably five girl-on-girl fights for every guy-on-guy fight in my high school. And every time there was a girl fight, everybody watched and talked about it for weeks, right? You know, girl fight. You know, this is not like an isolated occurrence. I mean, anybody like have experience with these girl fights? Well, I would just chime in and say that normally I keep my Walmart fights to a minimum. Most of the time. Now... If this is Black Friday and I'm going after a TV, I'll cut a bitch. Okay. Uh, I'm just kidding. No, I don't do Black Friday. I'm doing that stuff. But I I do think that there is something to that. Right. And I have mulled this particular topic over quite a bit in my mind. So and, and maybe just because I was thinking about it doesn't mean that it was productive thinking. But I do believe that you are onto something, not necessarily that women get along less than men, but, but maybe in a different way. And here's the other thing. I think if, if dudes get into an argument, not all the time, but a lot of times they can move on from it. But I think there's an element within the female psyche that makes that more difficult. And I almost wonder if from a, like a natural perspective, if maybe there's something territorial about it, but in our time, in today's day and time, I personally feel that it is more insecurity related than it is to do with that other person, right? So it's not even about them. It's because you don't feel okay with yourself. So you feel threatened by someone who mm-hmm. is on a, a similar playing field as you. That's really what I think it's about. So, um, and I also would contribute that I think that our society, I mean, this is a fact that the school system was designed to keep people down, to keep them frustrated, to keep them uh, good workers, not good thinkers, right? And, And society has been built around that indoctrination and in order to create people who sort of have a victim mentality and people who have low self confidence in themselves. 
So I think that all of these things feed into the theme of personal insecurity. Then add being a female and people are more insecure. That's that's one thing that I think about it. So I used to be a pedicab driver in Austin, Denver, and Houston. And I've seen many, many girl fights. The thing about girl fights that's weird, crazy, whatever, they don't fight. They try to kill each other. They don't care about honor either. They just like go at each other. Most most girl fights have to be breaking up, broken up because they're trying to rip each other's hair out. It's yeah, insane. Yeah, they go for the eyes. They go for the hair. Like claws and teeth are on the table. Um, it, don't forget the high heels. Sh no shit. No <laughs> shit. Yeah. So okay, we, go ahead, Stella. You got something I was just to contribute gonna say, here. We call them bitch fights. Uh huh. So cat, um, cat fights is yeah, what we cat often fights call is them. good. Yeah, several right. things. I've never had long nails, so I'm a bit disadvantaged. Um, <clears throat> but um, yeah, it's just I think uh, society has sort of defeminized women a lot as well. So it's almost like um, women are sort of, in a way, meant in a mentality way, kind of almost taking on roles they really shouldn't or mm -hmm. haven't traditionally. Let me say, uh, I don't want to upset anyone. But, um, yeah, I mean, I can't recall ever actually seeing one, I don't think. Um, we never had one at school or anything like that. Hmm. So maybe it's a sign of the times because, you know, I mean, it's been a little while since I've been to school. But, um, yeah, I think it's possibly a degradation in society. Not saying that, you know, bitch fights never happened in the past or anything like in the olden days. But I don't know. Did they? <laughs> I, I think <laughs> Have we got any historical bitch fights? I, well, I don't know. School, at least. I, well, I guess, yeah, I, I, I haven't been in, like, public school for a while. Um, but The kids my... don't fight anymore. They're just pharma zombies. Well, they... dudes yeah. dudes stopped fighting. Like, like, my experience was there really weren't many dude-on-dude -dude fights in my high school. And maybe there's something to the argument that as boys were emasculated, women became emasculated, right? Or it, I'm not sure I'm saying it right, but you get my yeah. drift. Um, I, yeah, because I, I think it's like creating a, a vacuum, right? Mm -hmm. Almost. Mm -hmm. But in a way, it's like an infinity vacuum, right? So it's like as you take away from the males, as you said, they become feminized. Then there's this like vacuum for women to start behaving in male in a male typical way. Mm -hmm. Of like, I, I wear the pants, I'm a boss, you know, like the whole boss bitch mentality that's been yep. fostered, this sexual revolution, the mm -hmm. promiscuity that has been um, told to women that that's empowering to you instead of actually really fucking harmful for you. You know, I think you're right about that. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I kind of want to play like the whole video for you guys because it, it's kind of illuminating um you know before i do so does anybody have anything to add um I, yeah i remember most of my memories of stuff like that happening were in school like middle school high school i feel like a lot of it had to do with jealousy and yes. i don't really remember any like all-out brawls <clears throat> but there was some stuff that would happen like just girls who were in the same social clique, but were kind of jealous of each other. They do mean shit to each other. There was one girl who uh, she blew an air horn in the other girl's ear 
and like right point blank. And she went deaf in that ear, at least partially deaf because of it. And it's funny because I can't even remember. I remember which two girls were involved in it. I don't remember which one was the aggressor, but it was like, yeah, like some real mean stuff that's like backhanded and stuff. And and yeah, I, from from my observation, a lot of the time it had to do with jealousy. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I, think, I also. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Mike. I was just going to say, I think that's a good observation. I think jealousy or um, envy is often at the root of these disputes. Yeah, and uh, I would use the term that we were just talking about uh, in another group. It's uh, like sh Schadenfreude. It's the German term that is like pulling for other people to not be doing well. I mean, there's there's a cultural element to that, right? And there is no there is no stake for people to pull for each other because the community aspect has been removed from people. Right. So when you're in a community and like your survival and my survival are, are, uh, dependent counting on each other, basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. then we, then we remove that, right? When we're in a healthy place mentally and physically and you have a community, then I don't think that you're going to have that. Like you want to see people do well. But when you're in a society that encourages this schadenfreude or however you say it, the um, like enjoying other people's misfortunes and encourages that, I think that's one element of it. And then I would say too that there's the movie Mean Girls that – came out and that's not for nothing right like there was a book mm -hmm. written on that topic and it's a whole theme and it's a funny movie and there's a lot of stuff in there that is funny slash true but i think that that exists for a reason because it because that topic exists in the real world ashley we are so on the same page okay you are hitting on things that i am working <laughs> us towards oh, um but the you know, you bring up Mean Girls. Apparently, there is a remake of Mean Girls that's about to come out. And I, I said when I heard this, I said, what the fuck? Like, it's only been 15 years, if that, since the original. I thought you had to wait at least 20 or 30 before you go and do a remake. Um, my Not guess, in today's day and time. No, no. Well, they're fresh out of ideas, first of all. Second of all... I'm assuming it's going to be a way less funny and way more woke version of Mean yes. Girls. Yeah. And I would also say uh, I have a lot of questions. Number one, how dare you? That movie is a <laughs> classic. It is perfection. Yeah. Yeah. Don't touch it. Don't You're not going to replace Lindsay Lohan and Rachel McAdams in that movie. Don't even try. It's very offensive to this white girl. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to go ahead and uh, roll this clip. This is the full fight. And what I found interesting was sort of the initiation of the fight. The first handful of seconds is going to be just back and forth, kind of, you know, a shouting match. But I want you to play, you know, pay close attention to who is the aggressor of, you know, a violent action. No, 
It's pretty spicy. Here we go. You want it? You want it? Are you fucking serious? You want it? What you gonna do? Come on. Mobility scooter. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna pause there for the moment. Yes, one of the two ladies in this scenario was riding in a rascal scooter. (laughs) You might have heard it. You might not have. At the beginning, there, she's like. You think I can't get up off this scooter? I'll fuck your shit up. <laughs> I swear, I swear. I'm not I'm not like this. This shit is is it's too fucking great. It's like this is rich. And uh so yeah, they they're they're yelling at each other. Apparently they, you know, one of them got the last bottle of fucking head and shoulders or whatever the fuck. <laughs> You know, <laughs> fighting over totally important shampoo. things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and they they they're just kind of like exchanging words at first, but then you know, little Miss Rascal Scro- Scooter pulls a U-turn and <laughs> drives over <laughs> to the other girl, and she's like, "I'll fuck your shit up." She gets up out of the scooter and she gets in the other lady's face. So I I I, I say all that to point out that Blondie here. Blondie on the rascal scooter initiated physical force. And yet she is the one who walked away with no charges. Okay. Mm. Dark haired lady is the one who tells little Johnny to punch this bitch in the face. All right. I'm going to play it on. Oh, really? There's kids all around here. Put the Roxy attacker in. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Don't do that. You attacker Y'all knock it off. Kids sitting there. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back a second because you might have missed it, but I'm pretty sure this lady's yoga pants are torn, and we are getting a full view of her pussy. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh boy. That was a belly. I, I can't believe that I'm the only one that noticed, but this <laughs> this video needs to be like censored. It needs to be pixelated. This is pornographic. Oh, Wait, really? take it back. This kids all around here. <laughs> Do you see it? Do you see yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's it, not I think an it English been muffin. A... <laughs> that's that's think... your English muffin. Yeah. <laughs> I think it might have been a belly hanging down. Actually, I don't know. Honest. Hang on. We'll, we'll we'll watch it one more time. All around here. Sal, you're an optimist. I think it's Belly. It's Belly. Yeah, I think it's Belly too. Let, let Mike let Mike have his fantasy. <laughs> I'm like I'm like this. This is uh, okay. It's neither here nor there. Hi, buddy. Hey, buddy. Don't do that. Oh, that's y'all. Knock it off. The kids sitting there upset. Get the hell off of her right now. Johnny, punch her fucking face. Punch her face. 
This is white trash at its finest. Damn, Rascal Scooter. She she got you know she got some power behind her. Dude, she, they they are they're trying to kill each other. Yeah, that was a takedown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, have you guys ever seen Little Britain? It's a a show. Mm. It's a UK show. Ah, oh, okay. It's not going to make much sense, but basically, there's a there's a it's a comedy show. There's a sketch in there where there's a guy in a wheelchair, and and he's got his mate that always looks after him. But and then he just gets up out of the wheelchair when the guy's not looking all the time. It's quite funny. Just reminded hey, me. Hey, I bet Terry would love that so, too. He'd know it. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, I've seen it a couple times before. I I didn't really follow it though. But uh, I when I back when I lived in Denver, I was uh, coming back from far away part of town early early in the morning on a weekend. And, um, and I'm on the bus. I'm starting to starting to fade out. I'm a, I'm about to fall asleep on the bus. You don't want to fall asleep on the 15. If you're in Denver, anybody in Denver knows the 15 is the Colfax, uh, Avenue goes all the way out to Aurora, goes all the way back downtown and beyond. Anyway, you don't want to fall asleep on that driving by a bunch of hospitals. And, um, and I hear one guy yelling at the other guy. He's like, you motherfucker, I'm going to whoop your ass. And I look up. And the guy he's yelling at is in a wheelchair. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> you're yelling at the wheelchair guy that you're going to whoop his ass. Of course, you're going to whoop his ass. And then everybody on the bus turns on this guy that's threatening the wheelchair guy. And they're like, yeah, man, you want to go over to that hospital and beat up on sick people? And it was just really funny. Like the whole bus turned on this guy because he was threatening. But let yeah. me tell you, dude, I've seen paraplegics and this guy isn't a paraplegic. This guy can fucking walk. <laughs> <laughs> and then and the person Baker. who's like threatening the guy is actually right <laughs> the guy who's in the wheelchair is like scamming everybody <laughs> well this this lady in the rascal scooter is kind of scamming everybody she's clearly well enough and able-bodied enough to like throw some kicks and knees and like and yet she's riding around in a rascal scooter again the funny thing about this story two things really the the lady in the rascal scooter did not get charged while the other lady did. The other lady also got charged with child uh, contributing to child delinquency. Right. The second thing I find interesting is that the guy recording this video and a whole bunch of other guys, you can hear their voices. If you listen carefully, choose not to get involved. In fact, one of them says, I'm not going to get in the middle of this. A lady needs to take care of this. You know, I'm not, I, I'm a dude. This is like, I'm not getting in, involved, which is an interesting kind of statement, you know? Um, there's only like a minute left, less than, but you'll, you'll pick up on the subtleties, I think. He's punching her. No. Wow. You guys think you have security guards? They're coming for Look at him. Somebody, yeah, you got it. I don't have a phone. Yeah, do something. Do something about it. Where's he getting it? Thank <laughs> you.
I don't know. It's going to take a woman to get on high and doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I think the one that got on the phone. You muted, Mike. I kept pausing and, and saying things, and I didn't. I wasn't even coming through. My bad. <laughs> My bad. So the kid says, I, I paused it initially because the kid laughs. He goes, this is damn funny. And then the guy behind the camera, you hear him go, it's going to take a woman getting in there. I'm not going to do it. And this kid, six-year-old kid, picks up a bottle of shampoo, starts bashing the lady in the head with the shampoo bottle. And we're almost at the end, but here you go. Okay, actually, that was it. But I almost think that that was cut short. I've seen a few different clips of this. The kid's like, you can't tell me what to do. I ain't fucking playing. Like, I'm fighting. Apparently, this kid is in karate from what I read. And I'm honestly, even though on the surface you look at it, you think this kid and his mom are the trashiest people ever. I'm pretty sure it was the other fucking woman that started the whole goddamn thing. Well, and it's kind of like, who cares? But anyways. I think people are sort of hesitant to get involved in things like that. Um, like even if you put your hand on someone, you can get done for um, assault. I don't know if it's the same over there. But if yeah, you I mean, touch probably, someone on the shoulder. It's a lot of why um, the guys don't want to get involved in something like that is because, yeah, you, it, if you get in the middle of that, then suddenly the guy ends up getting the blame for everything a lot of the time. Yep. Bingo. Bingo. Yeah, that's right. And um, I actually knew a guy, or one of my mum's friends actually years ago, there was, um, there was a person being held up on a train and Ivan, this guy's name, friend of my mum's, uh, stepped in to help and he ended up getting stabbed in the eye and he went blind in that eye. So, you know, <laughs> it's sort of like, well, what do you do? Although, you know, at the same time, I saw a lady being harassed by about three or four blokes just near a train station. This was a few years ago. And I couldn't help it. It was just a reaction. I did it before I even really thought about it. It was just a reaction. I, I had an umbrella. <laughs> and I ran at them with the umbrella and I said, you, you, you effing leave her alone. And amazingly, they did. <laughs> I couldn't Good believe you. it. Good. Awesome. Look at you, Stella. Nice. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah my now, umbrella's loaded. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fuck with Stella. Now, I will say that, yes, I do think that sometimes there is a precedent for the rescuer being punished, especially in today's day and time. So I'm so glad that Stella wasn't hurt, that she was able to help that person. But that reminded me of a story that I just saw in New York City. And we know that a lot of these, uh, the major cities, that they have um, these bought and paid for DAs who will prosecute people defending themselves and trying to prevent crime. And then they let go the actual criminals. So there was a, a woman who was in the subway who ended up getting mugged by someone by maybe a, like a homeless person or something like that. So, a uh, um, what do you call them? Like basically a good citizen or whatever he's carrying and good, he good Samaritan, good Samaritan. There we go. Um, he brandishes a, his weapon and he fires a couple times, scares off the homeless guy. Well, the guy who saved the woman and brandishing the gun fired the warning shots is who got arrested. 
Then the woman comes out and she's like, I wish that he wouldn't have done it with a gun. So that's the kind of stuff that we're dealing with. Yeah. Okay. So you're again, you're like a step ahead of me, Ashley. You're doing <laughs> so good. You're doing so good. I love it. I love it. So my point in that fight with the women, you know, again, I'm like, I'm kind of addressing two points at once, like female versus female aggression. And also apparently this particular Walmart is a negative energy vortex. Okay. Let me show you. Let me show you two short clips about this exact same Walmart. Okay. That's interesting. You say that because that did go through my mind. I was thinking, mm -hmm. what's the energy sort of, where is this? You know, yeah, it's, it's not, it's, it's not good. It's not good here. Check this out. Okay, do you remember this video? It's hard to forget it. And to, today is two months after that fight in the aisles of the Beach Grove Walmart. The mayor there says he has had enough with constant police calls to the store. RTV6 learning this Walmart is about to be declared a public nuisance. Now, what does that mean for the business and what does Walmart have to say about this? The now Zan Kelly is live in Beach Grove to explain and... Well, Candace, it's pretty simple. Declaring this business a public nuisance, well, it means if the business doesn't clean up and take care of its customers itself, it will have to pay up. It means if officers come here for a police call, they'll have the option of issuing a nuisance ticket. And that first ticket is $100, with it climbing all the way up to $2,500. It's a lot of money, and it could add up, especially when you consider that according to the most recent numbers released by the department, police were called here to this Walmart 486 times in the first five months of the year. 486 times in five months. That's insane. There's twice, definitely something going on. Twice a day. Man, they need oh, some private security. What happens when you don't have a Waffle House? <laughs> yeah, you gotta let all Good the bad point. shit happen at the Waffle House. So that's no. one point two million dollars if they stuck with a twenty five hundred dollar fine. Mm -hmm. The funny thing is, so okay, I went on a bit of a a deep dive, a rabbit hole, if if you will. This Walmart has had many, many, many incidents. I'm only going to show you a couple. But there have been incidents within roughly one square mile of this Walmart. There was a shooting at the Great Times Family Fun Park, for instance, which is right across the street. You know, this is all fairly recent, but um, let me play this on. And I'm going to, like I said, I'll play a second clip and then we can talk. And Mayor Buckley telling me the calls are for one thing or another. Sometimes it's for a fight, other times theft. But more often than not, police are called to the store for a situation that they say Walmart should be able to handle on its own. The final straw for Buckley came yesterday when a shoplifting incident escalated and led to a police chase and a man shooting himself in the head. I had important meetings um, for city business including the future of St. Francis Hospital, that I had to stop and be interrupted because I had to deal with Walmart. You know, so, you know, I'm not going to do it anymore. I've had it with them. And if they don't want to become a good corporate partner, then hang on, because we're going to court. Now, Buckley acknowledging Walmart has made some progress in the past few months, hiring off-duty police officers to work security, but 
He says excess calls are still coming in and the city's resources are still being drained. Now, I did talk with a Walmart representative just a few minutes ago. Now, their take, they are aware of the issue. They're working to address it. They've implemented a program that they say will reduce the number of calls to law enforcement, but they stressed if there are criminals in their store, and if they believe that they need law enforcement's help, they are still going to call police. Reporting live in Beach Grove, Ann Kelly, RTV6. I don't know what's going on with this crazy world anymore. It's afraid to go out. Less than two days after a deadly mass shooting at a local FedEx facility and an incident today had a lot of people saying not again. Thanks so much for joining us here at 11 o'clock. I'm Nicole Griffin. Shots were fired at the Beach Grove Walmart, sending shoppers scrambling and officers racing to the scene. WRTV's Nikki Dementri explains what happened and why in this case the timing could not have been more frightening. Just going to work and everything. And I was just all of a sudden hearing people screaming, get out of the building. Jamie Lindsday works at the Beach Grove Walmart. Um, apparently there were shots fired. Saturday afternoon, he found himself running out of the back of the building with dozens of others, like Teresa Kidd. Walmart, and this is where I shop. Who says she was heading towards the checkout line when she heard the shots. I don't ever want to go through this again, ever. Originally dispatched for a resisting call while en route, IMPD says they learned shots were fired here at this Walmart. IMPD says a good Samaritan intervened at a shoplifting incident. Once police were called, a scuffle ensued. And then police say that good Samaritan pulled his legally carried gun and shot at the suspect moments after that same suspect pulled a gun on him. It definitely does our hearts good that nobody was injured during this altercation. We thank the public that witnessed what was going on and jumped into action with us. The man was caught by police in the parking lot and then taken to the hospital for unrelated minor injuries. What happened today and what happened a few days ago are things that many people don't see in a lifetime. So it will alter our lives. It has altered our lives. On the mind of many, what happened just a 20 minute drive away on Thursday night? I live about 10 minutes from the FedEx building. So it already was like in pretty hard just knowing that happened close by where I live and then this happened at the workplace. It just creates like just a whole lot of extra uneasiness. Several are still shaken from what happened at Walmart Saturday, but thankful no one is injured. For our community, it's important that we stand together. It's important that we support one another. It's important that we lean on one another during these difficult and challenging times. Working for you, Nikki Dementri, WRTV. Huh. Okay. So, um, yeah. Multiple incidents. Um, this one was a case of a good Samaritan who I'm going to argue is lucky he missed. Okay. So the first lady who I'm arguing took the heat for that brawl but was actually acting in self-defense as was her six-year-old son even though it looked white trash as hell that's my kind of stance at this point i'm grateful that this incident unlike the greenwood park mall shooting which happened a few miles away from this where mass shooter gets taken down by a hero 
that hero's life is forever sort of tainted by that encounter. You know, I think this this scenario we just heard about, it's lucky no one got shot, even though the right person pulled their gun and fired. Right? They both had guns in the Walmart. There was another scenario where there were like three shots fired in this Walmart. Similar situation. I've got one more clip, but I'm happy to open it up. Um, yeah, I've, I've got some notes on that first video, whether or not it was a belly or an English muffin that we saw, it probably should have been pixelated anyway. Um, also, the one lady who we're sort of deciding was in the defense, even though she kind of looked like <clears throat> had the upper hand and she had the kid who she was encouraging. The kid looked like he was well on his way to being delinquent anyway, but she also had a YOLO shirt on. You only live once. Um, Got to get that last bottle of shampoo. You only live once, right? <laughs> <laughs> and the kid had a Batman shirt on too, didn't he? And yeah. You know, yeah. the whole thing with calling the police for every little thing, I actually, I didn't think of this at first, but I came across a couple women screaming at each other when I was walking the dog earlier this year. They were on my street, <clears throat> not in front of my house, luckily, but I stopped to kind of see what was going on. I didn't intervene. I just kind of stood there and no, there was no like physical violence. And I was kind of like standing there thinking, you know, if, if it does come to that, I'll be a witness. Maybe I'll call the cops then, but I didn't want to call the cops right away. Cause so far I hadn't seen anything <clears throat> really like anything violent happen. There were, there were many accusations being thrown. There was, it was a tough situation where the one woman was the mother, the enabling mother of a meth addict who his kids were, you know, being exposed to bad stuff and he was about to lose custody. And it was like, understandably a nasty situation. The one girl, she wanted me to call the cops and I'm like, I haven't seen anything happen yet. Why am I going to call the cops? This is between you two, you know? And I don't know if that's the right thing to do exactly, but you know, I don't, I don't like to just run to the cops for every little um, problem dispute resolution kind of thing. You know, if it were a civilized society, people would have broken up that fight like before it even started and told these two ladies to fucking back up and go their separate ways and shut the fuck up. But we don't live in a civilized society because everybody's afraid of getting in trouble for being the good Samaritan because chances are they would. Um, I'm just wondering where management was. And I'm also wondering why they don't just simply get some security. You know how big Walmart is? No. <laughs> well, they need more security, <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, like lots of security. But yeah. um, <clears throat> it's interesting. I was just looking it up. Um, Walmart, uh, the company was founded by Sam Walton in 1962 and incorporated on October 31st, 1969. So that was Halloween. Just a little interesting thing. Yeah. You've got to wonder, uh, like, I'm just sort of wondering, sorry, Ashley, I'm just wondering if this is sort of bringing us back to the silent weapons for quiet wars sort of discussion that we had um, about, you know, are there things, are there frequencies in that area? Are they doing a test? Uh, you, you just got to wonder what's underground, what's coming, what's being emanated from underground, perhaps. I yeah. don't know. And I don't disagree with that. I was going to say that the the Walton family continues to be involved in walmart and 
incredibly rich. Um, their base is, I think, Bentonville, Arkansas, and uh, it's an extremely wealthy area because of all the Walmart money. And certainly these people are, are bought in with, you, you know, they're, they're towing the, the agenda line, right? And they're, they're on board with all the things of the predator class. So that's one thing. And the other thing is, uh, I would say that, yes, it is possible a silent weapon situation, but also people are purposefully being driven to the brink of madness, right? Yes. Like yes. a society. So it's, it's coming at them from every way you could imagine. So I would 100% believe that there's bad vibes, bad juju, bad frequencies, whatever. But also people are just being put in a position of literally intentionally being pushed to the brink of psychosis. So much yeah. so that you're going to fight somebody and have your child involved in a fight over a bottle of shampoo. Now, even for me, like wrong, right, whatever. But the the fact is when you get involved in a kerfuffle like that, you don't know the level of insanity of the person that you're engaging with, right? So you are irresponsibly putting your child at risk no matter what. And, and honestly, engaging in something like that to begin with, like, yeah, she might've had it coming. However, you have to think about, well, if I get knocked down and I get a concussion because she falls on me, or if I Ooh, you cut out, Ashley. Uh-oh. Well, she's frozen in a really funny, like, like she's doing like the right in the middle thing. of it. So, <laughs> I actually, I, I heard a podcast recently. Anyway, they were talking about um, modern cars. The, funny, the thing about Walmart. Without me. Or if my kid somehow gets injured from this. <laughs> Did I lose y'all? Yeah. We lost yeah. you. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you couldn't see me. Yeah. I couldn't see you. I could see Stella's icon. And then everybody else's was just swirling. I was like. What's going on here? Because we've had internet issues. Anyway, yeah. so it's just, um, it's a crazy situation and it's an unnecessary risk. You shouldn't be, you know, you got to protect the baby. Yeah, that's the bit I found absolutely appalling was uh, bringing the child into it. And, you know, I mean, that's obviously how they get treated at home. Oh, dude, fucking this and fucking that. It's like, what future does a child like that have? I mean, of course, they're going to end up as some sort of a delinquent with a mother like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure his, I'm, I'm quite upset about that. The, the but I think they both should have been charged. has to be a, a lot of the way she acts to him at home, right? Yep, yep. Um, I think they both should have been charged for whatever. I'm sure there's plenty of things they could have come up with, public think, nuisance, disturbance I, of the peace, whatever. I think they both should have been charged too. Yeah, frankly. Um, because they were both being bitches. <laughs> I can't, just, I, honestly, I couldn't unruly. believe... I couldn't believe the one got away with it when she was the one that got up out of the rascal scooter and was like ready to yeah, fucking go. She was the aggressor. Go. She you was the some? aggressor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying it's right to bring the kid into it at all. It's not right. Um, it's but I honestly, I think, I think the other lady was like more guilty of, of aggressing from what I gathered. It was kind of hard to, and it's kind of split in hairs the truth it just sucks it even happened and it sucks nobody got involved mm. and i'll show you a real funny one um <laughs> well i've got one more of this walmart and then i've got a song so i was maybe... i was actually going to differ with you a little bit mike it sucks that no one got involved i almost think that in a situation like that i mean minus the kid 
those two women, they they kind of were evenly matched. Like, let them fight. I mean, I guess, man, but I don't know. Let's <laughs> take it outside for a start. I feel like a couple don't let of, kid watch. I feel like a couple of dudes should have like pulled them apart. Yeah, yeah, that would have been ideal for sure. Yeah. But but again, you're you're putting yourself in a position of laying hands on someone who you don't know and they very well might try to sue you and whether or not they're successful that's a that's a fucking hassle you know yeah and for me i would have been worried about the kid but if i saw that happening so let's say you remove the complicating factor of the child if i saw that happening in walmart i would wa i would not get involved and i would watch it and i probably would record it <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it's the rational right. thing to do if yeah i mean <laughs> I wanted unfortunately, to, unfortunately, I wanted to get in on some of what Ashley was saying about how they've got us all so like amped up and ready to ready to pop. Um, I I heard a podcast on Tom Luanga's show recently. He, they were talking about cars and how they're not making cars that you want to buy, like all these electric cars, all the features on all the cars um they're making them way more expensive so that no one can actually afford them they're making it more of a hassle to drive they're making it harder to see when you're merging and turning and stuff like that because of the huge columns in the cars um and it's it's not that they couldn't make them so much better it's that they actually want us to be oppressed in that way they want us to not want to drive they want us i mean they want us to not travel essentially um they like it's also like the inflation and i mean it comes from many angles the fifth generation warfare thing but between inflation and the inc ever increasing price of a car uh, it's like y y they're pushing us to the brink so that we will crack like that's kind of the goal i think yeah and, and i was definitely a... go ahead sal go ahead oh it's just gonna reinforce what you said everyone is definitely a lot more angry since 2020 aren't they how can you not be i mean look at what's happening look at the injustices that we're being presented with non-stop we'd be inhuman if we weren't a bit angry but yeah some people just obviously have a little bit of trouble controlling that <laughs> yeah and it's it's unfortunate that it's coming out against our fellow citizens as well as opposed to the predator class who is actually yeah doing the social engineering that's the real problem is that we yeah. see each other as an enemy you know you get cut off you're wanting to flip them off you're being mad at them but it's like where is this coming from ultimately it's totally directed at the wrong people but of course they know that the social engineers know that and i put something over here in the chat about this book frustration and aggression and it is um basically this I'll, I'll just read this little review. It said, here is a review. Oh, no, I said that. Uh, a most detailed read of the power structures methods in controlling a society through seemingly everyday emotional situations. Playing on unbalanced brains that lead to emotional instability has been understood well before Yale University's Department of Behavioral Research put this little piece together. LOL. All in all, it reads like a self-help book. So... I think that with that understanding that we have the social engineers, we know that they're turning the damn frogs gay. We know that there's poison in the food, poison in the water, poison in the air, that there's propaganda everywhere. So they really are coming at us from all angles to induce that um, mental illness angle. And then they want to use the mental illness to red flag law and all that stuff. But the other thing 
is that it actually turns into money in their pockets because I think something like 70% of people in the United States are on an SSRI, knowing that an SSRI doesn't actually treat depression and it definitely doesn't get to the root cause of the depression, right? But that is a big, big business. And then the aggression side of things, when you get people being aggressive because they come from poverty and they're divided and conquered and uneducated, uh, indoctrinated, all this stuff, then and you're also feeding the military industrial complex. So it is win-win for the predator class to create these exact situations and worse that we're talking about here. Absolutely. Yeah. When people do pop off, it, it gives them an excuse to um, enforce more authoritarianism. So the reason I got onto this Walmart was because today I got like I like I alluded to, I got a live update through the Citizen app about how there was a stabbing at the Beach Grove Walmart and how the person who got stabbed was an attempted thief who got stabbed by their own knife when a shopper disarmed them and stabbed them in the stomach. And I... I'm going to I'm going to try to follow this case cuz I am afraid that the shopper who stabbed the thief is going to go to jail. Right? Yeah, and ultimately it does beg the question though why did the shopper stab them? Like why would you go to bat to save Walmart from their shrinkage? You know, Walmart's not doing anything yeah. to stop it. And we know that they're these corporate companies are setting their like they're telling their employees to to not bother. Right. So unless the thief was threatening that person directly or another shopper, then, you know, so it, it was some of the nuance would matter. But otherwise, absolutely. If you're somewhere and somebody's robbing Walmart, let those let them get robbed. You know, if yeah. they don't want to get robbed, then they shouldn't be participating in in, you know, the technocracy, basically. Well, let me read to you the updates. There's only like five. So it says police are searching for two suspects wanted for robbing the Walmart and fleeing in a 2008 white Chevy Impala. Um, just a moment. Officers advised that one of the suspects may have been stabbed by the person or by a person at the scene attempting to stop the robbery. An employee was hit over the head by the suspects during the robbery. So there you go. There was violence initiated by the robbers. They cracked an employee over the head and someone else got involved. Uh, let's see here. Witnesses on the scene state that one of the by uh, one of the suspects was armed with a knife, but a bystander was able to take the suspect's knife and stab them in the stomach. The extent to the uh, suspect's injuries is unclear. And it says officers are canvassing local hospitals for the suspect that was stabbed. That's the last I saw. So this Walmart man. Okay. Yeah, let me just let me just finish what I have with this Walmart and um, we can wrap her up and talk about something different. But 
Here you go. Investigating after someone fired a shot inside a Walmart. Yeah, it happened at the same location that's had a history of issues, including that fight in a shampoo aisle that went viral several years ago. Fox 59's Max Lewis spoke with shoppers and police today. Yeah, they tell us they're fed up with the violence at this particular store. Max? The Beach Grove Walmart here off of Emerson has quite the reputation as being the scene of several violent incidents. The latest happened last night when several women got into a fight. That led to someone taking out a gun and pulling the trigger. Police say the incident started with two women arguing, which led to a physical fight. A third woman tried to intervene, and that's when the gun went off at around 9 o'clock last night. It is our understanding that these people know each other before this incident occurred, and this very well could be a spillover of an ongoing dispute. Beach Grove Deputy Police Chief Robert Mercury acknowledged this is just the latest in a series of troubling incidents. Last year, someone fired three shots inside the store. It happened when a shoplifter who was being detained pulled out a gun and a customer fired their gun. You can see we reported on the most infamous incident back in 2015 when two women were caught on a viral video beating each other in the shampoo aisle. The onus of this, the responsibility of this, are the two actors involved. They're the individuals that are bringing their, their dispute here. The store has become somewhat of a tourist attraction for some shoppers. I'm in Franklin Township. I'm closer to the uh, Walmart on County Line, but I come here to see the uh, crazy stuff that happens at this Walmart. Jeremy Pelton agrees with the police department that people need to clean up their... <laughs> yeah, I fucking love this guy. It's stupid, but people are... <laughs> till they it starts at home these people have no discipline in their house and stupid stuff like this is always going to happen despite the store's troubled past beach grove police said walmart has been cooperative and is doing what it can to keep shoppers safe they do have uniformed officers working there uh not very many walmarts have that they have loss prevention but they have uniform officers some however remain unconvinced it's sad because beach grove used to be decent but it's turned into a big zoo Police tell us they are viewing surveillance cameras and continue to investigate what happened here. So far, no arrests have been made. In Beach Grove, I'm Max Lewis. So the uh, thing about Walmart is uh, they have all this security being provided by their local authorities and whatnot. But it's kind of similar to the situation with Amazon, where all of their a lot of their shipping, at least, is... Uh, is done by government. So Walmart is utilizing the government to uh, in order to have security at their place. Um, I, I my little Wolbert take that goes right in there. What's up, y'all? <laughs> Mike, hey, hey, my bad. <laughs> Daddy's home. I fucked up. <laughs> I I agree though, Ando. Like if if this Walmart has such a problem with this kind of thing, they need to figure it out themselves. Uh, yeah, and they're perfectly capable of it. Or but what you would if, think? But what if it's like a, a, a you know, there's like a thin veil between like that Walmart and like the first level of hell. Ghost. Yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> so I would say that uh, I would be curious to see what our buddy. Jen thinks about that and shout out Jen. He is watching us. He's streaming, watching the stream on Twitter, but oh, you um, can send him the link. And well, that kind of goes um, to what Stell was saying as well, you know, with the directed energy and like the bad vibration of that place. But I had a question about, okay, so how do we get here? Right. How do we get to that 
place of like the guy said the the tourist said that it used to be good and it turned into a zoo so i would be very curious about the societal changes that happened in the years or decades leading up to this point right do we have like this was a thriving place um uh, the chat uh that this was a thriving place and then all of a sudden like the jobs went away and all of a sudden government welfare came in or what you know what i mean like what changed to take it from a decent place to a place where you now go to walmart for the crime tourism yeah that would be pretty hard to pinpoint what changed the demographic wouldn't it i mean it could be real estate it could be people getting out of other places coming there for some reason yeah yeah, sometimes sometimes there's an obvious thing like the town was Mm. hopping like uh like still mill towns or something right and then it's abandoned but yeah you're right there's probably a lot of factors uh to that i would i would pin it on general social decay personally um but it is interesting that just so much happens at this one place because i live close by here it's not like the ghetto you know it's kind of like a middle class area right like very straight up like middle class or mixed you know low low upper low class to lower middle kind of i don't know but um (laughs) i there's a walmart not far from me um and i i guess i would say it's one of my local ones i'm not really close to any of them but it's uh it's not in one of the bigger cities near here um but man, if you want to see like the dregs of the area, I'd swear to go. It's it's usually not like the finest representation. It, when you go to the Walmart, it's not like the cream of the crop. Yeah, I'm sorry. I go to Walmart, but like, you know, you you hang out in the Walmart, there's a lot of very obese people. It's usually like lower income folk. And I, you know, who cares? It shouldn't matter. You know, we're supposed to we're supposed to live in a civilized society, but we're seeing these indicators that maybe we don't, right? Yeah, this is uh, just a symptom of yeah, it's what, a symptom what has been engineered. Um, also, um, never mind, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to say if you're doing your food shopping at Walmart, you might want to think twice because i would think that um the quality of the food contributes to people's decay um both physically and mentally well i mean really neither of these women were like healthy looking (laughs) so you know no they were pretty evenly matched weren't they yeah um wasn't there something weird about walmart um I mean, people used to say it was actually, you know, the, the name was Martial Law because it's Walmart, you know, Mart and then Law backwards. But that's, I think that was just rubbish. But wasn't there something weird about, um, I saw some footage of this section in a Walmart, which apparently went underground. Like it was all sort of blocked off from people. Did, did, you, did you guys ever see that? It was probably about mm, a year or two ago that I saw it. There was some stuff during the pandemic when um, they would they would cordon off, that's right yeah. they would cordon off the um, like the non food uh, non what do you call it um, necessary non essential oh, non essential yeah. yes thank you Mike yeah 
That is, that might have been it. Is that no, what you meant? No, or that you wasn't meant it. They like no. built underground, Stella. There was like a section in the middle of the floor, and I, I'm pretty sure it might have. It, oh, I'm trying to remember if it was closed off or not. In fact, I think there were people wandering around, but it was like this big section in the middle of the floor that was like being excavated, like underground. And and that's right. I remember the excuse was something to do with um, they were fixing pipes or air conditioning or something like that. But it was just really odd. I thought you guys might have seen it. Sorry to be so vague, but... That is odd because usually in a Walmart, the way they build them, they put all the plumbing and HVAC and stuff above. Like it's all on the roof and running around in the ceiling. It's not underground. It's like a solid cement pad as far as I know. It's basically a big warehouse. Yeah. Well, Jin Jin tried to hop in, but he seems to be having some difficulties. Um, let me just let me just play this uh, for the fun of it because it's funny. He said he would jump on in five. Uh, he's okay. going to charge his phone. Cool. Oh, really? This kid's all around. Yes, bullshit. bullshit. Oh, Goddamn bullshit. Acting like that up in the Walmart. Check, check, Ain't no look, sense look, in look. it. No, sir. Yeah. All up in the warm, I got my Batman shirt. If you try and start a fight with my mama, bitch, you get hurt. Get your fat ass out, your scooter, I'm rolling out. Sure, I'm only five, but I punch you in the mouth. I like Spider-Man, and I like to have fun. You better watch yourself. Bitch, you want some? You be laying on the ground, and there's nothing you can do. Skeet, skeet up in your face with a bottle of shampoo. The white trash family, that's as real as it gets. Slap a bitch up in the warm, I shut down. I'm glad we got to see the non pixelated English muffin again. <laughs> <laughs> We'll go with muffin. I was so glad to find that one. That gave me such joy today <laughs> when I found that that song. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, thank, thank you, Jesus. This is what I've been waiting for. This. <laughs> well, I also appreciate the uh, the art in general. We were just talking to uh, Randy at Soundwave Promotions yesterday, and he does clips and stuff similar to that and uh it is its own art form sorry yep. stella go ahead oh no that's fine i was just gonna say i think the, the muffin might have been a bit of crumpet <laughs> was it a, was it a, was it a crumpet or a muffin yeah it's hard to say in this context i like english crumpet. muffin just because of the muff part it kind of makes sense <laughs> that is true good point yeah well, you know, I have to say, whoever made that video, um, pretty, pretty rad, man. Pretty, pretty good, pretty good track. Um, you know, we got Jin the Ninja trying to jump in here again. Pardon, pardon all my stuff. Jin, can you hear us? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay. Hey, guys. Thank you so much, Ashley. Hey, Jin. Hey, Jin. Hey, Sala. Hey, Ando. Hey, Mike. What's hey there, we've man. never met, but it's good to meet you. Good to meet hey, you, Jen. Jen. 
And I just so want to apologize. The last time I was on the show, I had really bad mic etiquette. It's because I, I blame the Bluetooth mic I was using. I should have muted it. You could hear me breathing in that episode. I really apologize. Hey, we all live and we all learn. It's all good, man. Hey, so straight to it, Jen, as Stella was saying, bad vibes, maybe the quiet energy weapons. Mike was saying a thinner veil between that Walmart and the gates of hell. What do you think? I mean, I tend wait, to go. Wait. Okay, sorry, sorry. Uh, no, I, the, I tend to go. The I real question. More... Sorry, Ando, go ahead. Is, I apologize. The... Sorry, but I think my my da- my internet slow. So I so whenever I try, you're to a little talk, laggy, it but it's okay. Later. Anyway, you're good. Yeah, it's it's laggy as shit. Anyway, the uh, I I think that this is the work of the shampoo cabra. I like that. I like that. I, I mean, I tend to go more, like, materialistic with this. Like, I'm more with Ashley on this. I just think that the town probably is depressed. I think that there's clearly, like, a generational poverty thing happening. It just looks like a post-industrial town. I used to never shop at Walmart. Like, when I was, like, a city person, I would, like, I would have died if I had to go in. But now that I live like in the country, I, I don't care. I go. It's totally good. I totally get it now. It totally like clicked for me. I was like, oh, this is like where real people, like real people shop and do stuff. So I get it now. But uh, so I think that that's just the truth. I think that you always have that. It, like, you know, you have, I think it's all economic. I think everything can really boil down to economics. Yeah. And I would say, cause we were talking about in the chat over here a little bit that um, the town is not super run down. I will say that <clears throat> in my town and Ando's been here, actually, I was going to take him to the Walmart. <laughs> it didn't end up happening, but the, and I normally don't go there because I consider it to be pretty awful, even though this town is like a mixture, right? There's a whole range, there's poverty, but there's, uh, the, the bourgeoisie. Right. And when I go to the Walmart though, I'm like, Oh boy, this looks like a downtrodden Mm -hmm. group of people. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I mean, it makes me sad because they look rough. They look like people who war has been declared on them and they don't know it. You know, it, it's been that way for a while, too, really. I mean, it's no different than it was when I was in high school. Like, Walmart was kind of trashy, but there was an allure at the same time. Then again, I think back to when I was a kid, and I, when I was a kid, it was like the Walmart greeter, you know, was what I thought of. The guy that says, you know, the old guy, like 90 years old, welcome to Walmart. Would you like a sticker? like yeah i want a sticker fuck yeah like obviously (laughs) yeah give me that little smiley face sticker and and it's it's kind of taken a dive but it's been a gradual kind of decline um of course there's probably like bougie walmarts and shit but yeah i've never seen one i've never seen a bougie walmart i will say that the real bougie towns kept them out and that's a fact in uh another part of North Carolina that Ando was just recently in and we were chatting um, one of the areas that he was in. I said, this is where the like uh, the nicer part of town where a lot of the rich people live and that town specifically 
fought to keep Walmart out. So that that's kind of a good point, Jen, that actually the towns that the, the rich people know and they don't want it there. Mm-hmm. My little town. I think, town tried I think to my keep town out, did that, uh, too. What was that, Bear? I think my town did that, too. Someone wanted to put one in like right on the outskirts of town and they put it down. They did. They have strip malls and stuff anyway, but, you know, no Walmart. Well, I, I think this is like it's the latest iteration of something that's been going on for a very, very long time. Um, so my grandfather was in the meatpacking business. There was such a thing as um, Whistler's Meatpacking in Elkhart, Indiana. And they sold to all the local grocers and the local butcher shops. And, you know, they're selling meat by the half an animal, right? Like, anywho, they went out of business because all the, all the small town grocers went out of business, right? And all we're left with is Kroger you know city market fucking aldi fucking giant higgly wiggly you know whatever it is in your area truth is they're all owned by one of two or three companies right there is no local grocer there is no local butcher and we all have to go pick from the 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 shit at walmart or at kroger mm-hmm. and no wonder everyone's on edge you know, uh, Stella, is it like that where you live as well? I mean, do you have, do you feel like you still have some local good options? Do you have, I know you have the, the chain of Coles and Woolworths, but are some of them super run down like this? Cause I, I know that traditionally America has been the leader in like the obesity epidemic right and we certainly have rampant poverty um and I, I imagine that that is now being exported but i think we were the test case uh, for the obesity thing to see if the food would make you fat um so i'm curious if that's if you have that there you're asking sort of specifically about obesity uh that's just sort if of you, increased? If you, the stores that you are like this is where the poor people shop like yeah, or yeah, this right. is where the downtrodden shop hmm that's an interesting question well, i mean we have shopping center like large shopping centers but they're probably not as big as that um costco came to australia um don't know when that was probably about at least 10 years ago maybe more yeah. i've never been in one um we have westfields they used to be owned by frank lowey and that's he's a that's a jewish family <clears throat> and um, that was sold ooh, maybe about six years ago. Oh, gosh, probably longer, um, which I thought was interesting timing because they've had that for years um, and they sold out. So, But as far as the obesity sort of thing goes, I did notice over hmm, probably 20, 30 years, I guess, as more American food and American type of I suppose food, fooditude, <laughs> attitude about food, um, and takeaways and things came here like more and more and more. Yeah, I definitely saw an obesity factor start to come in because really it was, it, you know, I mean, I can only generalize, but I, I wouldn't say that there was 
particularly it was an obese kind of country, really, <laughs> if, if I can generalise that much. Obviously, there's going to be exceptions, but it just wasn't sort of like that. But yeah, it's definitely, I, I keep thinking through the years, it sort of seems to be becoming more and more Americanized. you know. I mean, there's very little difference sort of now. So yeah, I'd say it sort of happened fairly gradually. We do have farm marts here too, I just will say, like, you know, where I live is very agricultural. So I am lucky in that way that it's very rural. So you have like farm stands, produce stands. So we do have that. So that is very good. And like your eggs and everything that you pretty much need, like vegetable wise. So that's good. Right. Yeah, well, that's actually, very good. I do remember um, probably maybe two or three people that I knew through the time that had been to America. They all seemed to say the same thing, that it was really hard to get some good, wholesome food but I'm going to assume that they were probably stayed in the cities. So they probably didn't go out venturing out, you know, to agricultural areas that much. But um, yeah, they said it was almost impossible to find a nice fresh salad. But you know, that again, that's going back a few years too. So maybe things have changed a bit. For Even for me, like I, I do most of my shopping at the farmer's market now, um, just to stay away from those big chains. Um, but most of it is not organic. Most of it is being brought in by just sellers, you know, I'm not buying it directly from the farmers for the most part. Um, I do, I've, I've got a beef source where I'm buying it directly from the person who raises the beef, which is pretty awesome. But, um, but yeah, even like our local farm places, like a lot of them are not organic. It's hard to find even in farm country because there just aren't that many organic farmers around here. Yeah, that's they sad, isn't it? They've, why. they've destroyed our food culture hmm. or rather we've allowed it to be, you know, destroyed here in the States. We have no like, um, I don't know. It's a very subset of the, of the population. It's a counterculture who goes to the market every week and buys their food fresh from the farmer. Whereas that is the norm. Most places mm. or it at is, least it um, has been it used to be the consumer does have a lot of power the trouble is um it's about money isn't it the consumer is also being you know whipped beyond belief to make a living and pay off mortgages etc 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 so they're going to go for the cheaper stuff um when every dollar counts well, and, it, and it priorities <laughs> too um a lot of, there's not in in America there's not a culture of prioritizing your food over things like having a nice car um <clears throat> i've heard that in other countries people spend a much greater portion of their paycheck to buy quality food than we do here in America and we we tend to be more susceptible to just like sugar culture and and buy whatever's cheap rather than what's healthy mm. Yeah, and that is that is true too. I bet a lot of the people that, you know, say that they're on the bread line and they're shopping for really cheap food and that, I can almost guarantee they've got a number of subscriptions. I've I've volunteered at the food bank and the people at, who come in to get food from the food bank, they're driving nicer cars than me. Yeah, right. They're wearing brand new sneakers and brand new jeans. And I'm like, why am I doing the volunteering here rather like what am i doing <laughs> oh bear yeah. Well, yeah. I agree with you, that, that was a long time ago i haven't I been there for a while so don't give me like social credit or anything for that but you know 
Well, I wanted to chime in uh, to Bear's point whenever and Stella's point. Whenever I was um, in college, one of my jobs that I worked was at a subset of Wachovia, which was a bank that was lost in the merger, 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 great recession, all that stuff. Um, subprime mortgages, all that stuff. Yeah, watch over you. So they had a, um, a subprime loan division or a loans that were in default division and it was known as home Q or spelled like home ec, but we would call people who were delinquent on their mortgage. So in my case and my training level was what they referred to as bucket one, which was people that were only like 30 days past due as opposed to, you know, like 60 or 90 days where it, it goes into different buckets when it, gets a little further down the line. And that was one of the things that we were ad advised so we could help them set up a payment plan to try to catch up and get back on track. And that was some of the stuff that we were advised to go over with them. Like, well, okay, so let's look at it. Our mortgage is our priority, right? So our cable bill, and this is before streaming was huge or at all. <laughs> um, but mortgage is more important than our cable bill. So could we cut out our cable bill and focus on our mortgage, you know, and just things like that and prioritizing. I will also say that it does seem like common sense. However, it's, it seems to be part of, of the fifth generation warfare, right? The, the, um, of people so, oblivious, so in the dark about budgeting their money, about getting ahead, about, you know, fiscal responsibility that, um, that people are unaware and it like doesn't even occur to them, which is amazing to me, but that, that happens. That's really fascinating, Ashley. So did you find that they were resistant to changing like habits or they just didn't know? So I felt like I felt like people were more beat down. That's what I thought. You know, I would talk to people that like their their mortgage payment, all that stuff had been so screwed up on the part of the the actual bank and they were grinding. They were working really hard. Now, I didn't always get into the details about the payment plan and you know, there were people that were better at that than me, but I felt like for the most part, these are people that are trying or these are people that got in way over their head and they were they were tricked by the shiny object. And I know a lot of people are like, well, they're not taking accountability. There's no such thing as predatory lending. Yes, there absolutely is, especially if we understand where the system comes from. So I felt that these people were either more distracted by the shiny thing like oh i can have a really nice house for um with an adjustable rate mortgage so it's almost nothing right now but in five years it's gonna go to like 10 percent interest and then i won't be able to afford it or it was people that you know something had happened to them they lost a job they lost a spouse and then they were they were grinding like every day of the week so i felt you know, and I'm, I'm pulling for the average man. Like that has always been something that mattered to me. Like I come from poverty, 
like, and I mean, abject poverty is where my grandparents came from sharecroppers in the mountains. Right. So I have sympathy for that and for people that are dealing with that. So I really wasn't on the side of, of the bank, even though that was my job. I just felt like these people, it just sucks. It sucks. This whole system sucks. Yeah, well, in, in the context of that um, housing bubble that led up to 08, um, those banks were actually targeting like elderly black couples. They were going to them and saying, hey, would you like to remortgage your house, take out a home equity loan with this loan that you can't afford? But they obviously they wouldn't put it that way. They were just Correct. they saw them as a vulnerable population yep. and decided to target them to um, increase their debt capital, essentially. Yeah. And this was preceding 08. This was leading up into the years of, um, of 08 when I was working there. So this was like that bubble was building when this was happening. And it, was, it would not be long after that before the bubble popped. And then you have unbelievable foreclosures everywhere. So I'm, I'm tempted to like, I want to I want to tie in what we've been talking about with what I want to talk about next. And Ashley, you said that your your grandparents lived in abject poverty. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, I've seen photos of my my great-grandmother where she grew up in like the shanty towns of Chicago in the Great Depression. And I've seen the photos. I mean, they like they were living outside of the walls of Soldier Field for like a long time in like a cardboard hut. Right? So, I get a little bit upset when I see stuff like this. I'm just going to play it. Um, you may or may not have seen clips from this. It's gone kind of viral lately, but here you go. Oh, hang on. Volume. I am proud to be black. Three, two, one. Well, all right, y'all. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> hey, clap for y'all. Hey. I'm glad that we all strongly agree. Yeah. I am proud to be black. Three, two, one. In the middle. Yeah. Can there be a middle? All right. Yeah, pick, a side. pick a side. I don't. I almost went there too. It's like I think so like hard. guiltily, like I'm like happy that I'm not oppressed, but I'm not proud of like things people have done in the past. When I when I think of being proud of something, I think of something I worked for, or that um, yeah. I yeah I had to get I I had to do nothing to be white. Absolutely nothing. And nothing was taken from me because I was white. And a lot of reasons that I don't like proud to be white is because it has the, the Nazis used it. The, the, the KKK used it. I don't want to be associated with any of those things. So I'm just going to completely stay away from that. I'm a proud white person is a completely different saying than saying I'm a proud black person. Because when you hear I'm a proud black person, I think empowerment. I think strength but then when you say i am a strong or i'm a proud white person already there's so much like hate yeah. involved in that thing about that is like like how you said 
someone who says I'm proud to be black, that's empowerment. Why aren't I allowed to be proud to be white? What makes it well, wrong? You haven't been oppressed. Yeah, what are you proud of? Just your skin color? Because yes, that is wrong. This is one of the saddest video I've watched in a long time. Can you believe how brainwashed these people are? Ashamed of your own skin color? You didn't choose to be born white or black. And every person should be proud of whatever race they're born into. In the name of Jesus, please believe that. I feel bad for this young generation, man. And for anybody who watched this and actually agrees with whatever's happening here, what's next? Once a person openly admit that they are ashamed of their own skin color, what's next? That's a good question. Do we really have to be proud about anything? I mean, well, as that's that a good question. Said, yeah, as yeah, that's said, I, if you work for something, you can feel and a sense of accomplishment. I don't even, I hate the word pride. Mm -hmm. I don't even say it to my son. Like I am, you know, in the conventional sense, of course I'm proud of him, but I don't even like using that word. So I always try to use an alternative like, wow, that was a fantastic job you did or something like that. I resist the word pride because I always <laughs> think of Satan. Well, pride is one of the seven sins, right? Yep. The seven deadly sins. And yet um, we glorify so. this thing of pride in our society. Yeah. What's with that? Well, that I am start? proud to be white and I'm proud to be straight. So, um, and I'm not <laughs> afraid to say that shit anymore. They they beat yeah. you down and, and try to make it to where you're, you can't be proud of what you are. And it's pretty fucked up. So um, obviously, you know, you see those black people at the beginning of that video. Um, there's audio listeners. At the beginning of the video, a whole bunch of black people go to strongly agree Half of the white people sit in the middle, and most of them say that they're ashamed of being white. That's fucking pathetic. That's sad. Yeah. Yeah, I was team white girls on that. I mean, they uh, the one that stayed in the middle, I felt bad because you could tell she wanted to. I could tell that she wanted to be on that. Like, I'm, like, cool. Like, you, like I'm with Stella on that. Like, I don't use that word either. But, like, she shouldn't feel bad. I mean, that's fucking ridiculous. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I shouldn't swear. I apologize. No, no, you can swear. Oh, you um, can swear. <laughs> there's there's but, um, the, the what the fuck forum. It's called what the I fuck. I know, I know. I just, I'm not used to it. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> all good, all good. But what was more interesting, you had the one kind of skinny blonde girl who stayed dead center the whole time. You know, good for her. I agree. Like, she, I, that's a pretty good stance. And then you had the other girl, you know, slightly more rotund girl um, who she stays in the middle at first, but she ends up taking one step towards, you know, into the somewhat agree. I like her white. the best. Yes. Yes. And I have another video that's I the caption or the title I gave it was, do I have to be proud and I think we've raised right. that question. Mm -hmm. um, any comments before I play this? Yeah. I yeah. Just... I. Oh, go ahead, Sorry. Ando. I bet all those white people are libtards. <laughs> I mean, so that safe, guy, safe what bet. is wrong with him? That guy that just yeah. went on and on. I just yeah. kept thinking low T, like you're so low yeah. T. Super the Nazis. Big time. Yeah. So I think that, yes, there is uh, a huge element that people are not getting in that poverty is a problem. Poverty will keep you down. Poverty is a cycle, right? Just like many other things, right? Like addiction in families, things like that. 
So isn't poverty. Okay. So a lot of times when people come from a really poor background, they remain poor. That's because they don't have the tools and they don't have the education. They have indoctrination, but they don't have education to feel that they have what they need or they don't even have the self-confidence to get out of that hole, right? So it becomes like a mindset. It is a mindset. And it's very easy to see. There's a lot of poverty in Appalachia, and that's where I come from. And it's difficult for people to get out of that mindset. But that is not talked about, of course, because that doesn't go with the narrative that only certain people are oppressed, as opposed to war has been declared on us all, especially the poor. Yeah. And that's uh, what the white yes. people in that video didn't seem to get. And it's like all of the people seemed to be probably from a similar financial demographic, probably they're probably all oppressed in some way. And yet some of them identify with that. And some of them feel guilty because they think somehow they've been tricked into thinking that they are the oppressors. Yeah. yeah. It's like my oppression's bigger than your oppression. It's just because yeah. competition almost. I, I mean, love that's, the... yeah. Sorry, Michael. I was just going to say, I love the way Ashley put it, that like we are so confused in thinking it's us versus each other when it just so isn't. But go ahead, Jen. Go ahead. Oh, I just wanted to say, I mean, I just think it's all like kayfabe, like the identity group thing. Like, you know, I Ashley and Sella both know that I used to kind of, not really, like I never was like on the Marxist train, but I used to think of myself as more of a left libertarian. And so, and I read all the leftist stuff. I mean, all of it. I've read it all. Goldman, um, all of it. So anyways, I just think that it's all kayfabe. Like, I remember being in university and they were so... Can you, like, can you explain... So can you explain kayfabe? I'm not. I'm oh, not. I apologize. I it just means that it's just it's something that they trap you into. It's just a metaphysical trap that they use to silo you, atomize you, push you into your own little identity group that makes you like a voting demographic or a voting block, and then they tell you this is how you should act based on like genetic factors that you cannot even change it's just i mean i'm very multiracial so for me maybe it's like yeah. it's stupid for me to say it but i just think it's fake i just i hate the race stuff i just wish that yeah. we didn't have to talk about it unfortunately we do have to talk about it right um so is kayfabe like a acronym or is that a word it's a word it just means it's it's like a very online word uh mike okay. i apologize for using it. it's like a it's a wrestling word kind of word yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's just like something that they, it's just like a bait. It's like bait and switch, I guess. It's or it's pretense. like, um, yeah, you know, it's just something that is like a trap that is fake, that fake, fake and gay. That's what, you know, like what the kids say. It's just like a in a yeah. different way to say that. Gotcha. Okay, um, let me play this real quick, and then we'll we'll hop right back into it. Um, we're on a really good track. I I knew there was like a thread here. It's it's always kind of weird to try to like halfway plan these conversations but it's funny how everybody's just on the same page so let me play this this is why do i have to be proud welcome back you better notice it's pride month it's pretty hard to ignore it the rainbow flag has been hoisted over london's regional street in place of union jack and draped from the white house balcony in place of a star-spangled banner which has sparked quite a backlash in the states have we gone rainbow crazy 
Or is Pride Month more important than patriotism? We'll debate this. I'm joined by Fox News commentator Tommy Lahren and in the studio, the comedian James Barr. All right, Tommy, off you go. You're enraged by this. Why? Well, listen, I wouldn't say I am enraged by it, but I am irritated, and a lot of American conservatives agree with me. Now, listen, Pride Month is not a new thing. They've been celebrating Pride Month for many, many years, and most American conservatives had no issue with it until it became forceful until it became the need for acknowledgement, the need for forced celebration, the need for forced validation. That's when you lost people. And then we took LGB and then we added LGBTQIA plus plus plus. And then we included men who dress up like women and mock women like influencer Dylan Mulvaney. And then a lot of American conservatives just said, listen, We've had enough. It's okay if you're proud of your sexuality, but why do I have to be proud of your sexuality? That's where you lost a lot of folks, and we're starting All right. to finally well, stand Firstly, up I'll say, say Dylan is a trans woman. Dylan is a woman, so you got that wrong. And secondly... Well, Dylan, was, Dylan I, was a gay man until I, last I think year. Lost, Hang on. Dylan was a gay man until last year. They've transitioned. They're a woman. I think right. that we lost people right at the beginning when gay people were dying in the streets because no one was looking out for mm. us. So actually, what we're doing right now is just... I wouldn't even use the word celebrating. I think Pride is a protest. Has it been, is it a bit too much? In other words, it, do you want to... What does to that be, mean? What is too much? In other words, I think with every campaign, bringing people with you is really important, right? The moment it looks like it's just over the top, like it's everywhere you go, it's pride, 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 pride. Do we need to be that what, exuberant are you, are you about it? Are you blaming gay people for that? I mean, no. it's awful the companies... I don't, honestly, I don't care what sexuality anybody is. I don't think most people do anymore. Right, so what is the problem then? Why are you so triggered Here's a, by a flag? I'll tell it's you a what rainbow problem. flag. I'll you tell mentioned you, Regent Street. I'm not triggered by a rainbow flag. I'm triggered by the fact that everywhere I go for a gallon a month, everything has to be a rainbow flag. And well, I'm triggered that everywhere I go for the entire year, everything has to be straight. Where is it? Why is straight Where's everywhere? Where's my straight flag? Why am I constantly Where getting straight Where is my straight people, flag? Straight people holding hands in when the street. When have you ever seen a straight flag? Why has Mickey Mouse got a Tell girlfriend? me one straight flag Why hanging right pushing? now anywhere in the world. Why are straight people Where pushing is the straight, straight flag? identity? Where's the straight me? flag? Everywhere. Where's my straight flag? It's everywhere. There's never it's been a straight flag. You're a straight flag. <laughs> yeah, so... There's a straight flag now. Yeah, I heard. I did hear. Maybe we Is should there? pull it up. What does it look like? Yeah, we definitely should. Yeah, let's look at that. I, I, I tried to I tried to find it. I couldn't find it in a very apparently it's black and white. Search. It's like <laughs> black and white stripes. I don't know. I, I heard it on Media Monarchy. Huh. Sell, were you thinking yeah. of the Masons? I was thinking <laughs> um we need to get honest about this LGBT. TQ whatever plus plus thing and just add the P for pedo right on the front because I think that's the um, original cause of a lot of it. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. I just want to shout out. Um, I have a mutual on Twitter, Basil Bactrian, Neil Bactrian, everybody follow him. He has, he has been right about the TQ issue since like 2019. He was the first one to call it. He said it would be used to um, weaponize and uh, silence people, silence especially conservatives. So on this issue, I'm actually going to go more right wing than I usually am. And I'm going to say, like, I think they were all wrong because what I think Tommy Lahren was doing is there's something called um, critiquing the excesses and reifying the premise. So that's what I think even she was doing by being like, yeah, people, conservatives were totally fine with it. 
no, actually your position, if you're really going to be like more, even more libertarian, but you, you have to take a stronger position. Like, I think that's what Bear is also saying. I don't want to speak for you, Bear, but you know, you have to have a stronger position and say that this is not okay. And this is not like something that we do in like polite society. If, if we're going to have like a functioning society, you cannot have like these degenerate parades. So I'll just, that's, I'll just say that and then I'll shut up. Yeah. I mean, Owen Benjamin talks about it and he goes hard in the paint. I do know that, but I'm saying that I think there's a point of keeping this stuff out of, you know, and there's a sentiment of that in the chat as well, like keeping it out of the public space. I do think that that is a factor. And I think that having because it's a slippery slope, is it not? From where we were to being like, for me, being like, yeah, like, I don't care who, like, who gets married. What difference does that make? Like, who cares? Yeah, I think they should be able to <laughs> adopt kids, whatever. But now thinking, well, well, actually, the, okay, a, a species does not procreate, which is the point of a species, 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 y'all know what I mean, um, unless, you know, that's straight. It's male, female, right? So that is the structure of a strong family unit, period, right? So I'm sorry, but it's not good for kids to to not be in that environment. And we know? just need to be able to say it. No, you have to. I, you're yeah. totally right, Ashley. We just have to say it out loud. It just we have to be able to like. And it doesn't. We don't even have to feel bad about it. That's the. I know. I struggle right. with that too. Where I feel like, oh, I'm being mean. Sometimes it's okay to be mean. Okay, so in in biological terms, in ecological terms, we describe fitness as the ability for an organism to survive and reproduce. Yeah. I mean, it's as simple as that. Fitness of a of a society is it? I'm saying fitness of an organism. Right. Okay. That but is, I think that, that, is, that could yeah. be certainly extrapolated to society. Yeah. And they're taking that away. Yes, the frogs are gay. <laughs> um, they're cultivating. They're basically, if uh, if we're looking at, you know, like Freemason terms, they have their, um, like the, the cornerstone, right? And that is in a healthy society. That is what the family unit is. So they're doing anything and everything that they can to chip away at that because they know that if people have a strong family unit, then they're much more likely to be able to resist this fifth generation warfare. Yep. And so they are absolutely trying to chip away at the bedrock and they're getting people to think that they're, that they agree with this stuff because they're humanitarians, because they care about people, because kids would kill themselves if they weren't allowed to be trans, all of these things. Right. So people are being brainwashed with these, you know, and Jen talks about magic all the time. Right. But that's what it is. It is a form of magic to get people to literally believe what will actually kill and end our species. That that is the healthy thing. And and even worse, that a child is capable enough to make that decision. Yeah, I agree with yes. Jen. We need to speak out more. And that is one thing I do like about Owen Benjamin. Not that I spend a lot of time looking at him, but um, at least he's speaking out. And a lot of people are. But they've silenced us. So we need to do the opposite. 
simple as that. Yeah, totally, totally agree, Sala. We have to be able to say it, say it with your full chest. And then we're supposed to say, like, that's what even, not to shout about so much, but Basil was totally right about this. And he always said, you know, just if you see a trans person, just say you are not a woman. Just say it. Just you have to say it with your full chest. <laughs> nice. Because, but it's true. But you, if you can't say it to their face, then you're never going to be able to say it. Yeah. And then the yeah, other thing is like, get through. Wait a keep second. that Let's... away from them kids, y'all. We got to protect them kids, okay? Don't let them see it. Let's do this right now. Hey, trainees out there, guess what? You're not a woman. Well, unless you have unless a, you're a trans functional, male. unless you have a functional uterus, in which case I would still call you a woman, you know? But, so yeah. I was thinking, we were talking about um, how they use that mental illness label against, um, they're, they're going to, they're weaponizing that label and they're using it more against the um, straight you know, family unit um, when really it should be more appropriately ascribed to the PLGBTQIA plus, 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 et cetera faction like that. All of that stuff in a way it, that everything in there is some sort of mental illness. I don't think we're ever going to recover like the physician's college or those institutions. Like, yes, it was in the DSM, but like, I don't think we're ever getting that back. I don't think we're ever recapturing the institution. Like just, I'm, I'm not trying to be black pill. I'm really not black pill. Ashley and Ando both know on Twitter. I try to be the opposite of black pill. I try and be the clear pill we'll say so, but I really don't think that we're ever getting that kind of stuff back like that normalcy. I don't think we, we can do it. Well, I think if if um, now we're in a weird time because we know that the the digital gulag is being erected around us. I'm not saying that it's going to happen, but I'm saying that we know it's it's a little bit different for us to say because like history doesn't rhyme or history doesn't repeat itself, but it does rhyme, whatever. But uh, but with that caveat that we are in the technocracy, the matrix, the metaverse age. But I do think that you're right about that. However, at a point, the pendulum is swinging, right? Like that has to happen. Now, I don't know how they're going to try to intercede and, and interfere with that. But and I don't necessarily disagree with you, Jen, but I think that there will be backlash, you know, and mm. but it's just such a weird time. Normally, I would say. Well, eventually it'll return to normal. But in this particular case, I think you may, might be right. And we know that they are trying to take down um, the United States, but they're trying to take us all down, like all the, the five eyes. Like we're, we're basically the same country with different stages of tyranny. So um, I don't know. It's a, it's a strange, good point, strange times. The thing you know. is, is sorry, I'll, I'll shut up after this for a while, but I just want to say that actually I agree, but I also think that, that's the hard thing is like the Overton window. It only moves left. Even leftists know that this is just the truth. They will all say it. They know that the Overton window, no matter how much ground you think you get back on the right, it never really works like that. It always mm. has swung further left. So then how yeah. far right do you swing? Do you swing towards like this more like right wing authoritarianism or do you like catch it in the middle and you gain ground for 10 years and then you lose it. That's, I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, that's a paradox, right? Sure. Well, we've, we, and we've got these contests for who's like 
the most the smallest most oppressed minority and when it comes down to it that's the individual you know that's the family those are the smallest the individual is really the when it boils down the smallest minority it is one person and the war is on the individual we're we're um engineering people into these like collectivist identities where they don't have their own identity all of their identity is wrapped up in some kind of social movement and not in who you truly are yep they've broken the individuality it's the aim i would i would like to really drive home this point if y'all will let me I'm going to play three short, short. They're, yeah, they're all like less than a minute. Um, but it kind of, it. you almost don't want to believe your eyes. But here we go. She's right, you can't. Prejudices that exist against me. It's this podcast again, whatever. You can't be racist against a white person. Pretty sure you can. Pretty sure you can be racist against any color. Can you be racist against Asian people? You can be racist against anyone. Right, but you are white, and me calling you white boy isn't exactly racist. It's a bit rude. That's what it is. If you call someone white boy, it's a bit rude. I don't think it's racist to me by my skin color. I consider your skin color will never lead to the you know what is it premature murder of yourself. Sure, but does yours is that the defining factor in whether or not you will be prematurely murdered? No, I mean sometimes in certain neighborhoods, maybe, but. Depends where you live, mate, really, doesn't it? It depends where you live, who you hang around. It's a, there's a lot of factors, not just your skin color. I don't know. I don't think many cops are actually looking at people and looking down upon people because of their skin color. I just don't see it. Maybe some, maybe some are real assholes, but I don't see it. I don't see it at all. Every race is capable, capable of being prejudiced, yes. But I don't think every race is capable of being racist. You have more privilege, like, over other races and stuff. If you're the majority or something? Yeah. So, like, in different environments, certain people are the majority. I think depending on, like, where you are and stuff. So, yeah, that's what I think. L.A., who has privilege here? Um, I think I'd definitely say white people have, like, maybe more, like, the privilege out here in L.A. Yeah. Like, double the amount of Hispanics uh, compared to white people in L.A. Does that make a... No, I think if you look at it, so there may be more Hispanics here, like, in L.A., but then... um. They're not really, I guess, like in position of power and privilege or like really, if you go into district attorney, the DA is Hispanic. The uh, sheriff is Hispanic. Majority of the LAPD is minority. Can only Hispanics be racist in L.A.? No, not at all. But only whites can be racist in L.A.? Hmm, that's a good question. Every race is... What do you think about white men? I think it's just the term white man, just immediate turn off. Black men. Love. <laughs> do you think it's racist to, by default, not like white men? I mean, I don't think so, because... I think there's a difference between, like, racism and dis... Or, that's, that's an interesting question. It is an interesting question. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, I don't dislike, but there is a, like, a, uh, like, nervous feeling. I don't know. So if you met someone who said that they get nervous around black men and that they've had bad experiences with black men, would you still consider that racist? Ooh. Yeah, I see your point. 
Boy, oh, boy. <laughs> I reckon I reckon that really hurt her having to think. Having to think, yeah. I was, was actually sort of impressed with her. At least Me she too. thought about it. Yeah, at, at least, least she was willing to do it. Yes. Yeah, she yeah. Was yeah no, but she obviously had not be broken. She obviously had not thought about it at all, had she? I mean, this this is the point that we're yeah. making, I think. Yeah. Nobody's thinking. And then when they're challenged to stop and think, they suddenly realize it doesn't make any sense. The programming is so strong. Yeah. So strong. Incredible. The people who complain the most about racist white men always have white husbands. So I'm just going <laughs> to yeah. say, it's, it's, I'm, it's the truth. It's 100% the truth. Every time I've ever met someone, like a woman of color, who ever really went really hard about it, they always were married to a white guy. I'm just, I'm just, that's just the truth. I'm just saying it. A Jewish guy. And, well, Kamala, uh, yep. she's definitely married to a high-powered Jewish attorney. For sure. And she she's certainly uh, a huge cheerleader of identity politics and victimhood and, and all of that stuff. And meanwhile, she was locking people up like she was contributing to the uh, prison industrial complex. So it's just it's so rich. And her her mom, well, both her parents are immigrants. Her dad's Jamaican and her mom's West Indian. Like, give me a break. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, like, you know, like highly paid professional like, these are not, like, economic migrants from Guatemala. We're talking about, like, quite well-off people. Well, that, the reason it's white women who are married to white, white, white men is because, like, that's where the PSYOP has worked best. They, they drive their nice SUVs and live this nice life and get their lattes in the morning and have no idea how much debt their husband has. And... Um, they they think that they, they they can see how comfortable their life is and they think it's their fault. They've been tricked into thinking that. Yeah, I mean, the guilt culture, the validation through virtue, like that's very transgressive. If you're like, I know I'm not, I'm, I'm sorry, Mike, I'm trying, really trying really hard not to do magic stuff, but it really is. It's very transgressive. It's very inversionist to like put your virtue into those things like the externalities of that i just i find it very wrong i think stella probably agrees too i don't want to speak for stella but usually we're on the same page with stuff like that agreed <laughs> yeah and there is a magic component to to figuring out how to get people to believe like the absolute opposite of the reality very obviously in front of their face so there is a magic element to that. Like you that, have to be a be. magician to do that. Oh yeah. Well, that's what, I mean, that's what it is. And it's the programming, like, it's not just like the stuff, because I remember being an undergrad in like 2010, 2011 time. And it was so strong. I mean, I remember all of this stuff, like all these that I'm hearing all the people on the right and the left saying right now. I, I've heard it all. I heard it. I've heard it all for, for a decade now. I used to say some, not all of it, but like some of the funnier talking points I definitely used before to shut people up. Absolutely. 100% I'll own it. But I, I know those things were like, that's just you being a rhetorical failure. That's you being unable to win a debate with like logic, with rhetoric and with grammar it's just it's you being uh, like rhetorically weak so i know i can see all the things being used right now as a bludgeon and they're not even tools 
That's the crazy thing about it. And these were developed like decades and decades and decades ago in the 70s to be used exactly like this. So people will adopt some things and then it moves the dialectic leftward because that's what they always try and do, right? They always try and move it leftward. So they want, oh, they want these people to adopt these leftist talking points about oppressed people in this third world country or oppressed people here or oppressed people there. They want you to feel bad for everybody and never look at yourself. That's what they don't want you to do. Yeah, and something that um, Brad Binkley has talked about forever on the prop report is the propaganda aspect and how much they have been able to really hack propaganda and what they're able to get people to believe based on that. You know, the the indoctrination, it's like all of these threads that they have woven to get us to where we're at now, which is a denial of reality, an inversion of reality. It's total, it's so crazy. Yeah, everything is inverted. It's incredible how they've pulled this off. I mean, if, if you'd have told us this stuff 10 years ago, 20 years ago, it would just be like, oh, society's never going to get that crazy. Don't worry about it. It's incredible. It, it's got to be magic. It has to be. Well, it is. And you know, Stella, words are magic. The way, you know, media is magic. Media, me, like the news, music, uh, movies, and TV, those are the best mediums for magic because it carries all the components that you would need to do it. Sound, Absolutely. color, light, speech. How about, how frequencies. about, how about TikTok? Well, I, I don't, you know, I'm a very Luddite, Mike. Like, Stella and I are kind of in that camp. We don't know what's going on sometimes. <laughs> so... I, yes, but TikTok, absolutely. But it's even worse. Like, I can't do TikTok, maybe because I'm not ADHD. So, but, you know, <laughs> it's, I find it like, I just like find it very jarring. I don't like it. I find it like too short. I, I, I'm not like that. I'm like, a, if I'm going to sit down and watch something, I don't watch things very often anymore. But if I sit down and watch something, I, I want to sit down and watch it and like enjoy it. Long That's format too, guy. Yeah, I am, I am. I am. Well, I hate to I hate to do it to you, but I'm gonna drop some. This is this is actually on YouTube, but it's kind of TikTok style. Put it on, um, a Mike. Do it now. Now, before I Silicon's play, it's almost coming I'm, out her nose. I'm gonna ask uh, everybody, but mostly Ashley and Stella. Have you ever heard of something called the clean girl aesthetic? Uh, no, no. Okay, good for you because it's god awful. Uh, oh boy i'm not saying it's a bad look i'm saying it's a bad idea right. um any way you slice it but we're you know i think it's a, a bad idea and there's like a thousand bad ideas piled on top of this bad idea okay <laughs> there yes. there's your intro here okay. we go Teen girl aesthetic is all the rage right now with her slicked back hair glossy lips and gold jewelry but this look isn't exactly new today it's attributed to celebrities like Hailey bieber and bella hadid but all of these style choices have been staples among black south asian and latina women for decades According to Impact, the problem isn't that non-black and non-brown women are using a clean girl aesthetic. The problem is that slicked back hair, gold hoops, and clear lip gloss are being treated as a new aesthetic white women created. This is so angering because these are traditions and appearances that we were taught to be ashamed of. Black and brown women are rightfully frustrated, especially because historically this look was not considered acceptable. In fact, it was deemed trashy or ghetto. 
It's hard to see something they were bullied for suddenly becoming trendy thanks to white women. I remember in elementary school never wanting to have a slick back braid with oil in my hair because I knew that I'd get made fun of. If we want to take part in and enjoy the clean girl aesthetic, at the very least, we have to acknowledge who it came from. The clean girl Okay, they're lying. I remember Aaliyah. I mean, give me a break. The Chola thing was so cool in the 90s and the early 2000s. That was what people, people thought that was cool. Even the Cholo look with the socks and the slides. I mean, that, give me a break. That, I mean, they lie. The Zoomers, they yeah. don't even know history. They don't even know. They don't, e we were all watching like Fast and Furious and like, yeah, yeah. Buying like and one and fucking like. <laughs> Guys, I think I'm I think I'm in the wrong room. Um, I thought this was what the fuck forum, but yeah. apparently it's who gives a fuck forum. So <laughs> yeah, who gives a fuck? This no, that's a good point, Bear, because I was just point. about to say who gives a fuck really, because um it's these things are so unimportant. Why are we so worried about all these stupid little things? Which we if we spend a bit more well, if they spend a bit more time um, you know, thinking about things that actually matter, perhaps the world would be in a better place. And and when did that stop being called simply fashion yes that's what i was gonna say i'm like why don't you shut up about this because that's how it goes in fashion right so let's say one day you're wearing x y and z it's not popular but that's all that your parents could afford or whatever okay well five years later now it's finally in style are you gonna go cry about it stop it's so dumb it is yep, so this stupid yeah, all, it, all this worrying it, about looks and everything—it's just another symptom of the narcissism that's taken over society. And we dress so bad. Like I remember being like in sixth grade and wearing Jenkos, and honestly, such a bad time in the world. <laughs> well, it just is frustrating to me because yes, this is how. The problem is for me is that this is part of that fifth generation warfare, but it's against a specific like the TikTok generation. Right. So this is part of the dumbing down of America and whatever the world. But it's even worse than that because it is dumbing them down while giving them the idea that they are like on like a, a moral high ground. If that makes sense, right? So, like, you are so dumb that you're buying into the fact that the clean girl aesthetic was co-opted by white people that, you know, like, you just don't get it. It's so frustrating. It, the whole thing is so hilarious. Okay, the reason I discovered this, I have, like, a Google alert. Like, I, uh, you know, I, I get the student newspaper from where I went to college. The Indiana Daily Student. Okay. This is from Indiana University. And it's just such. I don't know. What's what's the word? It's disgusting. It's it's a thumb on the pulse of, I guess, what's happening down there now. But yeah, there's this article written by some 18 year old, you know, know it all. Um saying that the clean Probably girl aesthetic the clean girl aesthetic needs to be put to an end so this pops up on my phone and i'm like what the fuck's clean girl aesthetic you know like i've never heard of this and i'm not gonna go through this article but just trust me it's as bad as you think it might be <laughs> yeah it's so you dreadful know? for them to think that they're so morally superior because they are anti clean girl aesthetic because 
of X, Y, and Z. It's just infuriating. It's like they're so dumb and yet they think that they're so smart. Well, it's like, what does this look? It's uh, supposedly it's like a, a, you tie your hair back and you like don't wear a lot of makeup. Yeah, but then it's just but, a sleek look. Who cares? Does, does anyone ever think about the implications of what they're saying? Like, it must be put to an end, right? Like, yeah, yeah. What measures are you willing to go to to put it to an end? Yeah, yeah. murder, murder. We're gonna kill yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I'll tell you who was rocking clean girl aesthetic, and that was the. Uh, I'm telling you right now. Yeah. That, that motherfucker right yes. there is not real. I thought the same shit. Yeah, that was. I, I immediately, I immediately thought of Haley Bieber when that before we actually saw her. I thought, yeah, that's yeah. um because I have noticed her look is very minimalist. Yep. You know, we used to have. It's kind of racist, but I'll say because I'm Asian, so it doesn't matter. So, <laughs> but we used to. Okay, so in Toronto, there was always like the different ethnicities lived in the different suburbs or the different areas of the city. So there would always be these Vietnamese girls and we would call them the rough Asian girls and their boyfriends always would drive like the Hondas with the blue lights underneath and they would always do that clean girl kind of hair and the big yeah. hoop earrings and that was more associated with them that wasn't associated with the Jamaican girls so I just will say that yeah. as someone who grew up with like that all of them like I just be associated with them so well, I just think clearly, it's funny clearly the Asian girls you know co-opted it from the fucking Latinas you know, they... we don't. Have, we didn't have that in that. <laughs> we didn't have any here. It's like, well, it's really a pretty basic kind of style, if you ask me. Yeah. Anybody. Hundred yeah, percent. Anybody. I just think it's it. funny that they wear it like a costume, like it's part of your racial identity. Like, give me a break. It's. Just I know. Like... It's so silly. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. Let's do the uh, clean boy aesthetic now. <laughs> Um, <laughs> how about, what, how what about do you think the, it is? Yo, you're about, rocking it. <laughs> how about the dirty yeah. girl aesthetic? How about the dirty girl aesthetic? Is that a thing? I, no, I think I'm in. It might be. <laughs> Ando's definitely in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to play this because I think she's kind of funny. The funny thing is, I think she's cool when she looks like this. And then as she becomes a clean girl, actually, she becomes kind of horrific and unbearable. But I like her for about 30 seconds. Twenty twenty-three. New year, new me. Hey guys! What's up? It's me again, Darcy, back with another video. I want to start 2023 with a bang. I don't want to look like a bum anymore. I need something fresh. I need something cool. What are the kids doing these days? So I scoured the internet trying to find a new aesthetic that I could try on. And apparently everyone's doing this thing called the clean girl walk. And I thought to myself, well, I could do that. I could be clean. But you're probably thinking right now, Darcy, what the heck already is a clean girl? Well, I didn't know either. So I had to look it up. So I went on Google and I looked up, what the Macaroni is a clean girl. And this is what I found. The clean girl look is very minimal. It involves glowy makeup and a killer skincare routine. It's all about having a dewy, minimal skin base, a sun-kissed blush look, 
glassy looking lips and feathered eyebrows. So this is a trend that completely took over TikTok. And it's basically the look that all the models are doing. Like Kendall Jenner, Hailey Bieber, Bella Hadid, the other Hadid. So is this trend just to basically look like a supermodel? Okay. Um, guys, hold on, I gotta do more research. How to get the clean girl aesthetic. What is the dirty girl aesthetic? What is the dirty girl aesthetic? Clean girl implies that there's a- I don't know, I thought she was funny the first time I watched it, but now I just find her kind of irritating. But she does, you, you've seen what she looks like if you're watching the video. I'm just gonna fast forward. And I think she looks nice at the end, but she she seems like a horrible person <laughs> as it goes on. I don't know. But look, she looks nice. What do you think? We finally got something look. pixelated. Is this the look for 2023? Because I feel like... I don't know. I don't know why I went with this so hard, but like... <laughs> There, you know, like to me, it's just like one more thing where women are like, oh, you know, y'all can't wear what my people wear because you're not my people and fuck you, yeah. bitch. And rah, rah, more division cat, cat fight. Yeah. I so, mean, like it's a, it's a, it's a ponytail and makeup. Like, what are they talking about? What are they talking about? That's kind of I don't know. It really this this one hurts my brain. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get how they call it minimalistic. It looks like the same amount of makeup as normal. Like uh, a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of product going on with this minimalistic. Yeah. Clean quite, quite an art to make it look minimalist using all that and, makeup, isn't it? That's true. Mike, I can see why you liked her at first. Cause she looked like a normal functioning person. Who's not overly concerned about external things. True. True. She looked like somebody you could have a beer with. Hang with. Yeah. 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 And also, now she, she looks she looks Furry nice mind. but i was just gonna say i don't know she she looks nice like whatever but like i don't understand why it's even remotely contentious she looks like <laughs> a, a like a lizzo fan to me uh, yeah like someone who's gonna start a fight in walmart that's what i think <laughs> <laughs> well the other thing that i wanted to point out to <clears throat> is that these women are going on and on and on about like these makeup trends and this was started by so-and-so and this was whatever. But what they aren't talking about, because they're saying all these girls look the same. What they're not saying is that Bella Hadid, Gigi Hadid, Hailey Bieber, Kendall Jenner, all the Kardashians, that they have such poor body image that they have had endless plastic surgeries to all look exactly the same, which is basically like an alien. Okay, so that they're saying that these people are appropriating and this, that, and the other thing, but they're not talking about the fact that these women are, are honestly, if you are addicted to plastic surgery and you are so worried, like you continuously get plastic surgery because of your body dysmorphia, like you're not mentally well. But they're talking about these people like they're making, you know, super conscious choices, this, that, and the other thing, but it's like, but you're literally talking about somebody who has severe body dysmorphia. Like they're not well, so they're not even a good example for you to even be discussing this. They look the same. They all have Botox and, and these people are like not even 30 yet. Botox, plastic surgery, ponytail facelift, lip filler, buckle fat removal, all the things. So I feel like that needs to be taken into consideration and that, of course, these people are not going to talk about it because what they want to do is just make it about some 
some stupid woke thing. It's woke because they want to be the influencers. That's what it's always been about. It's been about that since 2012. It's that's what the whole I I remember like I was so excited to take an Asian American literature class and you know everybody was like so woke and it was like so horrible in that way. But every you know it's just they want to they want to be the New York Times bestseller and and like it it gets rid of the competition. That's the whole yeah. thing. It's like if they can say and the, and obviously I'm not a beauty influencer but I just imagine it must be similar. Like, you know, you push people out and that's just a weapon. Like yeah, identity yeah. politics is just a weapon. That's all it is. It, that's all it can ever be. That's all it was invented as. Social subversion. Yeah. And uh, I was reading the other day that TikTok is the place that, um, I mean, this is obvious, but TikTok is the place that they go to, uh, well, traffickers always look for um, new blood basically uh so yeah if your daughter's doing those little dances on tiktok stop it <laughs> just yeah. be aware of that don't let your kids on tiktok man it's bad how much it's terrible with, with that girl in the video how much do you think she was responding to comments and like social media feedback right right there's a whole incentive structure at play like, were people yeah. insulting her appearance and so she decided to well, do something about it. Kind of. I actually, thing. I looked, I looked at her channel, and she does like makeup and like outfits and shit. So it's like on brand. It's huh. just one. It's just one more look. She didn't even, you know, she kind of hinted at the fact that there was like some controversy to you know this look. I guess. Um, again, I feel silly even really bringing it up, except that I'm like why are women so critical of each other? Like just if you want to wear your hair at a ponytail, go ahead. What? Yeah. Honestly, ladies coming from this guy, um, it's not really that necessary. (laughs) Yeah. I found myself reading this article in the, uh, in the Indiana daily student. And I'm like, I can't, even believe what i'm reading so i had to get on youtube and be like what's what's the deal with this is this real is this a thing uh, the weird part is the the facial glaze the oily shit what what yeah. the fuck is that i mean that's the real what the fuckery going on here right now it's for the dewy look yeah it's a feel it, it's, it it's good on everything like, appeal it looks like they're oh right <laughs> It looks like they just came from a porn shoot and and rubbed in their facial. <laughs> it's for the dewy uh the dewy look of the skin. So you look like you got a little a little glow, you know? You know, it seems Ando that you don't quite know what a clean girl look is all about. So let me educate you just a hair more. <laughs> Smatcha lattes and organic made SPF. These are just a few of the many attributes that make up the clean girl aesthetic. Fat phobic, racist, ageist, and unattainable for most. These are also just a few of the many attributes that make up the clean girl aesthetic. This is the ultimate guide to being a clean girl, but not in the way you would think. If you want some basic video that glorifies this somewhat toxic trend and shows you how to be a carbon copy of all the other girls, you've clicked on the wrong video. Let's talk about 
the clean girl. TikTok has established itself as the giant of social media video streaming platforms. Its users are relying on the app to view and participate in hundreds of thousands of trends that have been going viral constantly. From dancing to cooking videos, TikTok has become the go-to app for all things trendy. One of the more recent trends that has swept the platform is the clean girl aesthetic that has more than 670 million views. You know those girls that always look clean? Their skin is always glowing. Their lips are always gloss, and they never, ever look like they're wearing too much makeup. You may not be them, but here's how to get their look. So to really understand or even be the clean girl, we're going to have to break down what all this entails. The clean girl aesthetic requires you to always look your best without looking like you spent time getting there. Starting off with hair, of course we have the most obvious and popular hairstyle that's associated with this trend and what most people think of when they hear clean girl, which is the slick back bun. And so... Okay, I'm sorry. I'm not going to subject y'all to anymore. Um, you get the picture. This girl gets real nasty about it, though. I wish I had like actually made some time marks because she, she don't, she don't like it, bro. She don't like it one bit. She's like, y'all are y'all are a bunch of fucking cultural appropriators. You're fat phobic. You're racist. You should burn in hell. And um, yeah, she, she's kind of nasty. Not going to lie. Okay, well, let's just point out that she has straightened hair. So nobody who has straightened hair is allowed to say that someone is racist. Like, like, come on. Ashley, I know you. Yeah, I do. And I I was also going to point out here that there was a couple of, of black women that she showed in the video that were rocking the clean girl look, right? So, like, it's a fashion trend, period. Yeah. You know what I picked up on on that video was it's sort of a philosophy. It's a philosophy of putting a lot of time and effort into your look. Well, yeah. and, and actually, that's part of this opinion article from the IDS where she's like, the clean girl look is expensive and not everybody can afford it. And like, basically, fuck you, rich bitches. You know, and I'm like, I'm like, these women are being just horrible to each other. Horrible. Yeah, some of those cosmetics cost a fortune. I've never been one of those type of women. I mean, I have worn makeup, of course, when I've gone to work and stuff. But um, it's, yeah, like, I remember some of my friends, you know, they, they were um, bringing home all these really expensive things and facial yeah. cleansers and all that sort of stuff. And. It's like they spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars. They wouldn't think twice about spending 60 or 70 bucks on a lipstick. It's like, are you serious? I just, no, I've never been one of them. And I just, the whole thing turns me right off. It's all so fake. Well, I I did watch the whole video of that one girl, like, putting on the makeup. And there's, you know, like, 18 different fucking layers of makeup. Like, I thought the whole point. what a waste of time. I thought the whole point was to look like you weren't, like really wearing a lot of makeup more inversion (laughs) and maybe i've just been lucky but like i feel like most of the girls i ever spent time with didn't overdo it like they didn't smear a bunch of shit all over their faces and it's like you don't need to it's also um kind of kind of leaves the freckly girls out (laughs) well and actually i almost i didn't keep a uh, link but there's videos of girls that are getting freckles tattooed because actually freckles uh, are really? now are now trendy yeah uh, yeah 
Yeah. And there was a trend of people uh, like drawing their own freckles on too. Um, so yes, freckles Gotta are. Gotta get that Maya Rudolph look. Yeah. Jeez, tattooing is a bit extreme. I mean, what happens when you decide you don't want your freckles anymore? That's ridiculous. I mean, I have freckles like in the summer when the sun's out and then they go away, you know, which is usually the case with freckles. You know, these girls are going to end up looking like uh, Raggedy Ann, right? Which is big spots on their faces. Yeah. I, yeah. I was also, sorry, actually, you go. I was just going to say, it is weird, though, that, like, for example, if you go out and about in today's day and time and you see middle schoolers, you may not know, like, how old they are, right? So, like, or, or back in the day, middle schoolers looked like middle schoolers for the most part. There was always one or two that looked way older or, like, they failed three grades, so they were way older. But you could tell that these were kids, to, or even young high school. But today, like their makeup, because of this influencer beauty culture, they are buying all this stuff. They're doing this stuff. And you're like, how old are you? Are you 18? Are you 13? Are you 12? Are you 21? It's a very weird thing. It's a weird time, right? Because I certainly was not wearing full face makeup when I was in middle school, I wasn't doing any of this stuff, but it's like very common nowadays. It's strange times. You know, I just have to agree with that. We, it just was not like that for me in middle school or high school. Even, I mean, yeah. we wore uniforms. The girls would wear like sweatpants under their skirts. Like they didn't care. They would wear like Uggs and just like through the snow. It just didn't matter. People just yeah. like did not care. It's a totally different game now. I never wore makeup in high school, and it, it but to in today, you very well could find kids that look just like these beauty influencers that are spending, as Stella said, hundreds of dollars on cosmetics. It's crazy. And uh, it was only, oh, might have been yesterday, I was reading an article um, where they're saying basically, you know, just pointing out how bad makeup is for people's skin. Like, it literally is really bad like a lot of people end up with skin cancers and things and don't connect that it's probably from makeup so um i mean there are ways of you know using making yourself look better in a natural way you've just got to you know um make a few things yourself i i do that <laughs> um so yeah you really don't have to put all this chemical crap on your skin it's just um it's almost like big pharma really big makeup yeah, it's bad mm -hmm. yeah and i wonder like who are the kids' parents who are buying this stuff for them? Because I grew up in a family. I have a younger sister. She wanted that stuff, but my parents didn't buy it for her. You yeah. know? Yeah. She didn't need it. Yeah, <laughs> Everybody has like an Amazon account for their kids. Like, honestly, I know so many <laughs> yeah. people that honestly do that their kids just order whatever they want. And that's pretty much how it is. It's so crazy. I would venture to think that there's probably a lot of mothers out there that are encouraging it. Probably. They want their daughter to look lovely. That's very unfortunate. That's that's a dark thought, Stella. It is. Well, it reminds me of like the the whole Kardashian thing, right? So like they have a mom mm. who has hoarded them out from a very young age for fame and wealth. And as a mother, you would think that you 
that you would tell your daughter like, oh, you are so beautiful. You're perfect exactly the way you are. Your mommy's little baby. I love your freckles so much. You're so precious. Not yet. Yeah, as soon as you're 16, you should get a nose job and you should get some lip filler and you should start getting Botox and you should start get a little nip and tuck here by the time you're 21 and a breast job and all this stuff. And it's like, what, why would you want your daughters to go through this? Why would you encourage body dysmorphia in your child? You know, and that was exported to an entire culture of people who thought that this is what you should do. It's really dark. You know, well, I, I wouldn't want my baby going under the knife. Go ahead, Jen. Sorry. Go ahead, Jen. Oh, no, sorry. I just will say, well, you know that the Kardashians are that thing that we that I'm trying not to say. Like, I honestly think they are. Personally. You mean magic witches? Yes. Hundred yeah. percent, like one million percent. I could, I, I could yep. even actually do like a Richard Grove, like proof. Of yeah, like no, you how could I say that. That's true. Yeah, I that's agree. What, that's what I think personally. I yeah, really do. Go ahead, Agape Church <laughs> and everything. I just think it's so telemite. I think it's every. It's like Crowley one hundred and one. Yeah, that's my personal opinion. No, I'm with you. I, I, I absolutely agree. think that. Um, and and even worse for Chris though to sacrifice your children to that. So, are you saying that she's you're feeling bad for her? No, I'm saying that she sacrificed her children, so it's even worse oh, on her. Yeah, I understand. Yep, sorry, I mis misunderstood. Gotcha. Yeah, I had had a similar conversation with my aunt about about the Kardashian family. They're definitely some sort of coven. Um, yeah. But have y'all read the Book of Enoch? Uh, Enoch one, that is. Um. In chapter 8, it talks about uh, the angels, so I, I'm going to read that. Uh, Azazel taught men to make swords and knives and shields and breastplates, uh, made known to them the metals of the earth and the art of working them, and bracelets and ornaments, and the use of antimony and beautifying of the eyelids and all kinds of costly stones and coloring tinctures, and there arose much godlessness, and they were committing fornication, and they were led astray and became corrupt in their ways. So yeah, this is uh, this is when makeup was introduced to the world, and it was introduced by the fallen ones. Whoa! How That's interesting. A good one. Mm -hmm. one Ando, yeah. That is interesting, and I was that's I was gonna bring up how it's kind of a generational trauma thing. Um, you know, I don't know how familiar you guys are with Tom Segura, but he has yeah. an interesting relationship with his parents. Both of them do. And they both had like these narcissistic parents who. Oh yeah, he hates his mom. <laughs> oh, and and he has her on her on their podcast, which is great. But uh, I mean, it's evil, but great. But it, you get to see like these narcissists battle it out. It's very strange. <laughs> I bet um, I would be curious to watch an episode of that. I mean, I don't, I can't stand Tom Segura, but I have heard him talk about his mom, so I'll be interested in that dynamic. So. In a way, what's even more interesting is Christina, his wife, her mom was like, she always told her how she couldn't do gymnastics. That's for that is for the pretty girls or whatever, you know, like <laughs> is, is her mother Russian or Eastern European? Some some kind of over there kind of thing. Yeah, I don't remember exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> Well, remember in the um, the days when, oh, I don't know when it was, I can't remember the name of the era, but, you know, when men um, wore the wigs and they wore a lot of makeup, and I'm talking like back in the, I don't know, 1600s or so, 
something like that, 1700s maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about, Stella. Like, that was pretty much through the whole Enlightenment. From, yeah, like, right. You this know, is... yeah. Well, that, that a... makeup um, was full of lead, and a lot of people died from that. A lot mm -hmm. of men died from that yes. white powder. Hmm. And there's also... the trans are bringing back. Oh. <laughs> there's also, um, even I think some uh, geishas had their skin damaged back in the day from the, the stuff, the makeup that they put that Absolutely. yellowed their skin. Yeah, they um, used to use this stuff. It's called... Um, lead carbonate. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then they would mix it with that. It's this plan, I think they call Dutchman's pipes in the US. It, it has like a some kind of acidic compound in it. And they used to just starch collars, like starch the priest collars. And so they would put it on their skin and it's very caustic. Ooh. So you would get like lesions and sores, like all mm. those French women who we look at it from like 1700s, I think they were so beautiful. But they actually had like lesions and they were bald and it was pretty crazy, actually. <laughs> yeah. Now, I also have to wow. give a disclaimer before we go on. While I do think that um, makeup is bad and bad for you, I, I have an entire bag right here. And this is only part of it. And this is my routine. Every time before every podcast, I'm like doing my whole thing. So, yeah, I'm sitting here shitting on these beauty influencers, <laughs> but I would be hypocritical if I didn't tell y'all I'm wearing makeup. If I don't fill in my brows, I look like I got no fucking brows, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I agree, but I also be wearing my makeup. It's like our phones, so, you know. though, Ashley. It's like our phones. Like, we, we use them. We're, we're podcasting right now. You know, there's like we we in inevitably use like the black magic of our society that's just the reality so oh here's I break, rose i break all the rose. Uh, i break all the rules and um a lot of my makeup is like 20 years old <laughs> and i still use it <laughs> what's happening rose hey guys can you hear me yeah yes. yeah hey rose it's so good to see you mike and it's great to see you andy hey stella and i don't know ashley but I love the makeup check. Get it, girl. Um, I'd like to just add a few things because uh, Andy was like, you bring the fashion, fashion, and I'm here. I just got back from a jog. Um, I didn't hear the whole conversation, so I apologize. But the waif look was very in, you know, the, oh, I have the vapors, and um, I'm about to collapse. So lead, mercury, arsenic, ammonia, all of these products, all of these ingredients were in products because it would make uh, women paler and thus lead to death, which is hysterical. Um, and if we could survive it, we could survive anything. And we literally have. Um, <laughs> the So I know that Andy said he wanted me on to talk about fashion and the history of fashion. Um, and I only have a few minutes because I have to run. But what do you let me let me ask let me ask this question? Um, do y'all think that fashion for women is driven by male taste or female taste? I guess in general, manage. Sorry. So compassion for women is. If it's driven by when you say female or male taste, can you just elaborate on what you mean well, by that, Mike? You know what I mean, like, or I guess it's it's such a complex thing. It's like I, 
I don't think that I would require a woman to be all plastered with makeup like that. I almost think that's something that's self-imposed, right? Like that's not what I'm asking for, but it's, it's such a reciprocal sort of thing. I don't know if I'm, I'll be able to explain my thoughts. Is it a body dysmorphia kind of thing or is it something else? Okay. Oh, I think it's a scale. Um, so I will answer that, uh, you know, makeup and enhancements have always been around since, I don't know, even I, I think ancient Rome, probably ancient Greece. Um, we all know Cleopatra and Nicole, right? The, the black eyeliner, anything anyone could ever do to enhance one's assets, if you will, will always be something that people will do, right? I mean, we, we, we do this with our body and physique, right? We do this to look better. We, you know, and that's just with our body. We do, you know, we apply makeup to enhance bits and pieces. Do I think surgery and Botox and fillers are acceptable? I think it's gross and that's transhumanism. Um, but it is important to kind of have that viability towards like social presentation and posterity. And like, I, I know what you're saying, Mike, you're like, I don't need you to be done up. But um, I think I see Andy wrote in the group chat, like the clean girl aesthetic. And I'd love for the ladies to back me up here. A lot of men will look at the quote unquote clean girl aesthetic on Instagram and be like, wow, she's not wearing much makeup. And it's like, no, she actually is. Ashley is laughing because she knows what I'm talking about. Well, we were, we were talking about it, Rose, earlier, and uh, yeah. they were like, why is she putting like 18 products on her face if she's not wearing much makeup? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Oh, it's crazy. because that's the look. <laughs> I, the I the amount of time that these, these rituals take is another thing. It's like how much time out of your day? It probably takes them about an hour, maybe, maybe more. I've, I've known friends who spend two or three hours in front of the mirror before they go out usually when we were younger. Um, so, yeah, I'm just sort of thinking about all this lost time as well. <laughs> could be lost used time. for something so much more productive. That's something Ashley and I actually discussed um, a lot, like when we were doing our end users. Yeah. Oh, sorry, didn't hear you. Go ahead. Oh, no, that's okay. Go ahead, Rose. I'm sorry. Okay. I apologize. Um, so when you guys, let's say you have date night or you have – uh, I don't know, like a night to go out. Like I love the, I love going out to the symphony. I love going out to the orchestra. I love, you know, like I love orchestral music. I like the opera, right? I really think culture is very important. I love museums, you know, whether it's in my city or if I go travel, but let's say you guys are doing a date night with the boyfriend or the husband. Um, how long does it take you to get ready from getting showered to getting dressed to doing makeup, assuming you guys have a babysitter, assuming, you know, somebody's watching the kids. So like, we'll take the, the children out of the equation and the husband, you know, you know, priming and pruning out of the equation too. Cause he's like, I need help doing this from start to finish. How long does it take you to get ready? Uh, for me, it probably would be maybe 90 minutes. Um, a lot of that is my hair though because it is long and it's curly. And listen, if you want them curls to be popping, it Pretty you got to do the thing. You got to do the steps. So honestly, don't, my don't hair- Don't come a-knocking. Don't come a-knocking. 
Yeah, look, if I want my curls popping and I do when I go out and they do, then I, um, you know, I, I'm going to do the steps because I want my curls to look their best. So that's more yeah. than anything. But I would say the makeup part, if I was doing the whole full thing, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, there you go. Ando, I did my ab abbreviated routine when he was here. So. <laughs> 10 minutes tops. How much you stella? I'm trying to remember. Um, <laughs> I don't go out much these days and I wear a lot less makeup than I used to. So if I'm going out um, with somebody that I want to impress, perhaps, uh, oh, let's say, see, I don't really do this anymore. When I was younger, it was a lot longer um, because I cared. But now it's just like I just need to look acceptable. <laughs> um, so, oh, gosh, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 minutes now, half an hour if I'm really putting a big effort in. Yeah. Okay. Well, what about you, Rose? See, like, I take an hour with shower and everything because I'm like, boom, 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 efficiency, fast, let's go. Right? But I can't be out like, you know, I, I don't know how these women do these weird tutorials with this and that I'm like listen I'm probably gonna sweat out all my makeup because I like to go dancing and I like to go <laughs> walking and I like to be active so one hour with hair makeup and everything else and I think that's you know an appropriate time to get dressed right an hour and a half like within that that range but if you're spending just two hours on makeup you're just putting on the new face it's about to be face off with John Travolta you know what I mean and maybe <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I don't need that that that's a good point too because like if you you know these chicks that put on heaps of makeup and then by the end of the night they've you know they've probably got a bit drunk or they've they sweated or they've cried it off and uh it's sort of like it's it's a bit of a you know a horror show i suppose so you you're sort of better off probably being true to yourself to start with <laughs> and and that's very very true like i know that in the peak of the French aristocracy, and this is a really good foray into, you know, describing the fashion of yesteryear, right? Like the French aristocracy was done up because you had to have very fine distinctions and <clears throat> discernments between your aristocratic class and your peasants, right? So like the peasants could barely afford, you know, some sort of like lip stain and that would usually be done with cherries. Um, and that's kind of like how fashion evolved. And as we kind of like, blurred the lines between the classes and when i say that i mean we can we can pretty much experience the high life even if we don't have the one percent money we can you know go out to a nice restaurant and enjoy that for you know for a birthday or an anniversary or celebration the peasants back in the day were never able to do that and it's very interesting with the advent of fashion and how accessible it was it came from obviously a luxury, a luxury brand into um, into the main sphere and into the marketplace because of its utility. And I kind of love that and I miss that. And this is something that I was talking to Andy about. Um, so I'm not super prepared for this because this is off from the top of my head. <laughs> and this is like based on prior memory. But like Hermes, right? That was one of like the first fashion houses. And the reason they became such a big, big name was because they did all the rivets. They did the uh, saddles, um, all, all of the riding stuff, like the boots, which is why their um, emblem is still a horse. And what they did was they 
really refine their leather. They polish their leather. So you wouldn't have like, so your parent, uh, so your pants wouldn't like rub because um, you would have holes and fabric and mending was super expensive. So if you had the right type of leather, obviously you wouldn't have to mend your pants and it's kind of like a low time preference thing, which was really, really cool. Um, Louis Vuitton actually got their big mark in like the late 1800s because they were sponsored or featured in the world fair. And everyone used to carry like these gigantic, like, um, trunks and it was just so cumbersome. And they're like, well, we're going to have really nice, um, luggages. And they had a variety of different luggages because everyone just had gigantic trunks. And it was such an ooh and ah experience back in the day that people were like, holy shit, this is great innovation. And it was because they had clasps that you could just, you know, easily, um, access and um they had like zippers so you know their product was full of innovation um prada is kind of a personal favorite of mine only because of their accessories um which i find fascinating because there was a lot of synergy with like mussolini and the fascia the fascia um i think in like around 1913 um, they made a huge splash and that's when they were allowed to be part of like the Royal house. Um, and they had the Savoy coat of arms on their, um, on their brand and on their label. So it kind of mimicked the Italian aristocracy. So when you wore this, these fashions, you kind of mimicked old school money without the opulence just, you know, understanding that we're entering a different civilization and era. <clears throat> um, and it, it kind of very much coincides with what happened with like Mussolini. Because when we, you know, when we look at Mussolini, he wore a fez quite often. And the fez was used by the infantry corps of the Italian army. And that was like with the Crimean War. Um, pretty much like the kingdom of Sardinia participated in that. And they were an alley of Ottoman Turk and the Anglo-French. But anyway, so World War I happens and the Arditi, which is a unit of the elite assault troops, um, and their members were like beverage patriots and nationalists, right? So he's like, cool, that's amazing. The Fez becomes a, a symbol of fascism, which is cute, F and F. <laughs> Um, but it never becomes the official hat of the Italian army. But when Mussolini kind of looks at the Prada fashion brand and he's like, wow, things need to mean something. And I love that, you know, I have the homage of my Fez, but let's kind of go deeper. That's when he starts wearing his hat. And I will actually just put it on and showcase it for a second. But his hat becomes like um, the official official reign of like the Italian army because of the armed forces and the loyalty, the monarchy, right? Um, he's like, we are going to recreate the glory days of Italy. And so he becomes Il Duce with his hat. And people just misunderstand fashion and how proper it is to have like the higher class, the representative class. And when you just don't care about your appearance, 
you're participating in like peasantry, <laughs> not pageantry. Well, so so this is an interesting thought, Rose, that you're bringing yeah. up, where like fashion is a symbol of class in many ways, mm-hmm. and yes. um, and I, I don't know how much you caught before you jumped in, but we were talking about the clean girl aesthetic, and there's all these videos that I found of people basically saying that white girls wearing the clean girl aesthetic are like racist they they co-opted it from like latinas and black women you know because beyonce and christina aguilera wore it in the 20 you know 2000s um now in 2023 like they're they're you know the idea being that like white women renamed it rebranded it claimed they invented it and fuck you racist for being clean girls you know it's just like to me it's sad it's like so what are they upset because a a perceived like crossing of cultural racial class lines was committed like to me it it doesn't make a lot of sense but no that's that's bullshit also the yeah uh, yeah nice Um, so the Hispanic look is very overdrawn, right? Um, Ashley has her makeup, like she can just do the the Chango look for us, right? Um, there were videos about this, um, you know, by like Mexican girls who made fun of it. And it, it was funny. They had like Sharpie eyebrows. They had overdrawn lips. They had, you know, a contour to like minimize their noses. Mexicans never had a clean girl aesthetic. That's just wrong. I mean, one look at their fucking quinceanera. These people are not minimalists. Like they're minimalists. Like I'm a libertarian. Like, no. Well, in one of the images, they were using JLo's look as, um, you know, when she has her slick back like ponytail and her bun and then she kind of has like her little the baby hair kind of combed down a little bit but that was sort of the example that they were using not a traditional like the super heavy duty like overdrawn lips but they were they used specifically j-lo in this example that's so stupid because girls we know that that look takes how many hours at a salon and the reason why j-lo had that look because like Cause all right, do we remember JLo as a fly girl? And she had like that Mexican aesthetic of like the overdrawn lips and like yeah. the heavy eyeliner and the what chola. is that called? Chola? Yeah, yeah chola. Yes. The chola look, sorry. Yes. And um she was well, JLo's Puerto Rican, and in order to kind of make her more adaptable to white audiences and likable. That's why they gave her that quote unquote clean girl aesthetic with some hood edge. I know all about this because I, you know, have that clean girl aesthetic with hood edge. (laughs) But no, that's a white person thing because white people are minimalist, right? We've kind of invented that. Not the blacks. Look at their fashion. It's always like, you know, loud. Don't get me wrong. I fucking love loud fashion, but that's a very European thing to do. It's not minorities. It's European. It's white. Yeah. I will say that whenever I went to um, 
the Netherlands when I was in Amsterdam. It wasn't I wasn't there for long, but I noticed that that is that's what I was thinking. No, I didn't notice like this um the sleek ponytail as much, but the makeup was way 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 more minimal than here. Mm-hmm. Like to it i mean they they looked like they were barely wearing any makeup but they looked nice you know and they did look like they cared about their appearance but it was just a totally different vibe over there so if i may if i may only because i have a um i've got a heart out and the conversation can certainly go on without me but i need to leave in about five minutes um and i had one more clip potentially to share and it's kind of spicy. It's kind of, I don't know, controversial, we'll say. Um, but it, it kind of is about this anger at, like, I don't know what you'd call it. The crossing of perceived lines. Now, I'm not playing this guy because I, I necessarily agree with him, but I can see his point of view. Uh, he's just arguing from a really fundamentally logical perspective. And what he's arguing for is like the preservation of white culture. Okay. Because of everything. Um, anyways, let me just play it and we'll, we'll discuss. I'll have to run shortly after, but, uh, as I said, the, the conversation can go on without me. Um, but yeah, here you go. You know who he, who he is. He's Univision yes, anchor. Yeah. He says, look, Americans are all the same. But still, because Hispanics are 13% of the population, we should have 13% of the senators, 13% of the representatives in Congress. All racial groups think in those terms because they think in national racial ethnic identity and all of those gains come at the losses of whites but why can't you see that as them just wanting equal representation why is that a bad thing obviously they want equal representation they might want more representation my point is when you get not what they might want i'm asking what they do want they want equal representation even america as it exists today does not have equal representation in the halls of influence and power for its minority communities and that is part of the advocacy. Of that course. is why there, as you referenced at the beginning, that's why there are because they don't have equal representation. Because they all want more. They all want more. And it all comes you are imposing of that on them, though. You what are else? speculating about oh, a very nefarious sense. intention among minority communities. No. Look. And you're also building that idea on the fact that these communities can't live together with equal representation. The point is, this is precisely what I've been describing, the ultimate dispossession of whites. It will come culturally, politically, artistically, musically, demographically. You are describing the very thing that you would probably never permit or never countenance if we were discussing some non-white country. Imagine, imagine whites or any other non-Mexican group were pouring into Mexico, more likely to commit crimes, more likely to go on welfare, demanding ballot papers in English. School, hold on, let me finish. I would never let, argue let that me Mexico finish. is the same as America. The, oh. the countries were founded in very different ways. They were right. created in very different ways with, with different ideals. In other words, what you're saying is because America and all white countries are inhabited by white people, dispossession is good for us, but it doesn't work for anybody else. No, sir, That's I what you're arguing. I don't see it as dispossession. I see it as an of expansion of don't. equality. 
I see it as an expansion don't. of civil rights and equality on, on the very found the very ideas on which the country was founded. Because America, no, as you're wrong. America, as you are talking about it, is a stagnant identity. It is a place in time. Look, but America, in the way that it's always existed, is an ideal. No. It's a it's it's a it's a it's a it's progress. It look, is a look, it's look, practice. The very first citizenship law passed in 1790 by the very first Congress, reserved naturalization to free white persons of good character. They wanted a white country. They wanted a white country. They continued to want a white country until 1965. What you're saying is completely revisionist. The idea that America was founded on, it's up for grabs. Come on, come on. That's complete I've nonsense. I never said it was up for grabs. Well, that's I have said implied that the practice, in what you're saying. The idea of America in no. terms of working towards an ideal of equality in which all men are created equal, in which all communities have access to the same resources, the chance for life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, okay. that is the ideal. I, I no. know very well our founding no. fathers were slave owners. Yes, and I know and very well that they probably did not imagine that America would be today what it is. They However, would have been appalled by the idea. Furthermore, what you're saying, yet, what you're saying is somehow whites were about to choke to death on their own homogeneity when people like yourself kindly arrived from diversity and saved us from ourselves. No, we built a wonderful country that your ancestors could not have been. That is why people like you come here. And the more you come in larger numbers, you will change the country my ancestors built into something else. And it is completely normal for me to wish to oppose that. Mr. Taylor, I've taken enough of your time. Yeah. Rob Brisky in the house. What's happening, brother? Good to see you. I was repairing broken vehicles. Showing up at the tail end. I hate to say it. Uncle yeah, I, Rob in the house. Crazy Uncle Rob showing up at the at the very bitter end. Gotta gotta love seeing it. Hey, uh, Rob. Mike, it's not the end. It's the end for you. Uh, it's the end you for gotta me. Gotta give somebody somebody authority so they can they can close the show if it, if need be. Is that right? How do I do that? Yeah. Uh, you go into uh, settings and make somebody a mod. Basically, you gotta have their email. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. It's worth doing though. Yeah. Huh. Well, you know, I, I played that last one because, like, I, I'm having this thought that, in essence, um, you know, it's it, it's the kind of thing where fucking, I don't know. I don't know how to exactly explain, but people people are being separated in these groups. And, you know, I, I just don't think that's exactly how we should be viewing it. Like, I don't agree with this last guy. I see his point, but I don't agree with him. You don't? How, was... how can you not agree with him? He's he's saying that, like, like would Mexico let a white community elect a, a percentage of their, their Senate as white? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen in any place but the United States. And uh, and I mean, this this is global homo growing. And that psycho woman was such a fucking bitch. I agree with Ando. I have to agree with Ando. Like, she was horrible. Total NPR, like, just NPC. Yeah. Not thinking. Just, like, speaking out of her ass. Not thinking historical context. I mean, she's not some, like, Texican who's from, like, the borderland. I mean, who's lived here for, since, like, 1705. Like, she's, you know what I mean? She's positing her third world identity onto here. It's different if she's like saying, okay, I'm American now. No, she's, she's like, it's, that's what he, he was right by calling her a revisionist. 
because that's exactly what she was doing. Along those that's lines. Right. And she was changing the goalposts. That's, yeah. that's what she was doing. Oh, it's okay for these other countries, but America was founded on these ideals. No, bitch, you have no idea how America was funded. You have a third grade education. Stop it. <laughs> so the next step has been that a recent argument I had on threads, which it seems like that's all threads is good for now, uh, was some reductionist bullshit as to how it was unfair that they were allowing men to testify about the abortion issue in court because number one, they were not females, and number two, they were descendants of white men who made this system, therefore the system is invalid. I said, well, if the system is invalid, why would you appeal to it for your fucking abortion, you dumbass? You know? They're Just throw the whole damn thing out the window. Basically what they're saying is that uh, these men, who were showing the other side of abortion uh, basically didn't have a right to speak because it was triggering women who like abortion. So at that point, we are supposed to throw the whole damn justice system away to accommodate their triggering. They love lawfare. They love lawfare. So they're, that's just like them saying one thing and doing the 100% the opposite. I don't even think they know what they're doing anymore. I, I think we're literally in full crazy land. I think the little neurons aren't connecting anymore. There's nothing firing anymore. And I need to choke them with this goddamn USB cable that just broke on me. <laughs> I, I didn't like either of those people in the video. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, at this point, like we took it from someone as whites, I guess, whatever. But like if some Indian shows up to your house and says, Hey, um, you took this from me like 300 years ago. It's mine. Are what are you going to do? You know, are you going to defend your property? It wasn't their property. It was maybe some of their ancestors or something, but really, you know, um, when it comes down to it, we, we do have to like stabilize as far as private property and everything. Um, but it's not really about what race you are. That's a but great point, Bear. Identity politic is now everything. It supersedes common sense. It supersedes equality. It supersedes the justice system. It supersedes the ability to go to a job and make money. You have no rights being white. No right if white. That needs to be the new motto because that is the only thing that they have to stand on. And legally, it doesn't work. But unfortunately, with the right judges in there, well, dipping the tables a little bit. Can I uh, add something to Rob's rant? And I'm going to make you very, very upset, and I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so identity politics is everything because it focuses the issues away from, you know, the real threats that we are encountering. Um the only way we should start building societies is through loyalty and meritocracy. However, when we have the pronoun people at it, we have dumbass lawsuits like Hooters just lost a lawsuit in New York City because it's, you know, women only because dot, dot, dot Hooters, right? I think we're the only possessors of those. So now we're going to have a fucking twink based Hooters. We should go like, I don't want a side of HIV with my fries. All right. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> um, 
with your wings, with your wings. But you guys, we can make this like a base trip and just like throw French fries at them or whatever. But this is the fucking clown world that Rob was just alluding to. And this is the slippery slope. We've already touched upon it. We're on it. We're slipping down into literal hell. Well, now, I, I, I do want to chime in that I, I wonder about the, um, and Jen knows this because we've talked about it on Twitter, and Monica is actually the one who uh, brought this up. I'm iffy on if AIDS even exists. Hot topic, but listen, mm. if Anthony Fauci is out there yeah. saying that it's, uh, it's like the thing and you should take AZT for it, then I question. That's an aside, just but I just want to- AZT. I think hey, my, uh, I, I had a spurg, as Andy would say, I had to spurg that out there. <laughs> no, Magic Johnson looks great. Sorry about that, Mike. Yeah. I was just saying Magic Johnson looks fantastic. Yeah, I just saw a meme about this, actually, that was like, uh, well, for somebody who's had AIDS for 30 years, he sure does look really healthy, doesn't he? Yeah. Incurable syphilis is the new BMW, guys. Get with it. Who well, snapped up? I, I hate to say it, guys. I really do have to bounce. I have to be somewhere. Um, I'm doing work tonight. So, whoopsie daisy. Ooh. I overscheduled myself. But how about, uh, Ando, what if I send you my login and you can close the show out through my account? I don't know how to make you yeah. like an admin. Um, yeah, so sounds good. Send it to okay. me in private and I'll, I'll switch yeah. over and take over. But we, we can run it. We just can't turn it off. That's that's the thing. Like right, nobody has the right. permission to do that. Yeah. yeah so send yeah. it to me and I'll I'll uh, be able to access the music and turn it off. Yeah. Cool. All right. Cool. Love y'all. Love and you Mike, too, Mike. Thank you. Headed out as well. Love you guys. And everyone else who's headed out. Okay. Yeah. Who's all going? Yeah, y'all do. Who's all going? Y'all do your plugs. Whoever's leaving, do your plugs. Oh yeah. Easy peasy uh, podcast. Uh, easy peasy dot itty bitty dot tips. Ashley. Union of the Unknowns.com. That's our link tree page. You can find me at Union Unknowns on Twitter. Rose, I email or I uh, message you in one of the groups, the Dennis groups, because that's me. Um, okay. Um, follow me on the Rose Pinochet, and I don't have your thing, but please do. And I, it's good I to think we, yeah, I think I may actually be following you, but I did send you a message in there. So you'll see me in there, but anyway, don't want to okay. hold anybody up. It's Rose. It's really good to see you on here. Uncle Thank Rob. You. Good to see you. Everyone. Jen. So happy you joined. Happy to be back. Um, you know, cause it's been a little bit for me as well. Stella, love your guts. Bear snare. I'm going to be praying for your puppy. Mike, thanks for having me. Love y'all. Mm -hmm. Peace. Peace. Thanks, Ashley. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go too. But uh, thank you, Ashley, so much for asking me on. Thank you, Mike, for tolerating me again. Thank you, Ando. Thank you, Stella. Uh, nice to meet you, Rose. Nice to meet you, Rob. And it was great to uh, like do a pod with you, Bear. So thank you, guys, and have a good Likewise, night, man. Yeah, take bye, guys. Team. Have a good one. Bye. Love y'all. Whoa. Hey, wow. can somebody get a mute button before they do that shit? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> it's like the party's over and they're just like screw the turntable what the hell I liked that I got to hear Ando get a mead from under his bed oh did you hear that oh yeah. is, that a, <laughs> yeah. is that is that a new Wait. thing now we all need to do that huh, I wonder what's if you have one under your bed definitely get it <laughs> I did
I did. Uh, it's, it's the monster. I, I had a frog under my bed. Apricot. apricot. Crisp. I like it. I like it. Rose, my stepsister, I'm hanging out or hung out with her today. And you know what she gave me? What did she yeah. give you? A, a bunch of tomatoes and a jar of pickles. So nice. people know. Give Andy pickles. It's a, it's a I love it. It's, it's I love it. Bad. I'm glad that I put it out there. That is always good. If only I'd known, man, good. I would have brought you some pickles. Hold on, but uh, are you making those pickles yourself? Because it doesn't yes. count otherwise. Yes, I, I oh, do okay. both fermenting and regular canning pickles. Oh, make a lot of awesome. You make kimchi? I make sauerkraut and I've mixed a bunch of spices and stuff in with it, but I haven't done like the fish thing yet. Okay, yeah, you just got to put the, the fish powder in there and then. Yeah. yeah. Fish food. Yeah. I, I haven't done that yet. <laughs> That's a leap of faith right there. And all right. I'll do try it. it. I'll do it one day. I do love kimchi, so I'll, I'll try it. <laughs> don't do it all Have chopped tried... real fine. It's funky then. It's weird. Have you tried like kimchi but with radishes? I can't remember yes. what it's called, but it's delicious. Uh, uh, that is. Um, oh, oh. That's my favorite too, damn oh, it. Oh, good, because not... I've got a bunch of know. radishes I've been looking to do something with. So if you can think of that, Rob, let me know. <laughs> Ferment them. Yeah. I ferment all kinds I, of stuff I'll, in the I'll garden. I'll send you a, um, a recipe, Stella. Mm. Okay, I've been fermenting you. Jerusalem artichokes or um, sunchokes. Oh, so I yeah, love sunchokes. Mm. They're so good. I've been pretty gassy. <laughs> <laughs> if you do it right, you I won't artichokes. I think the uh, gas only really happens when you have an imbalance. So it's sort of yeah. gassy for a while. And then when you get balanced, it doesn't happen anymore. You yep. got to get them well done or something. Stella, that's called gakduge. Oh, okay. You. Yeah, Korean yeah. Korean radish kimchi. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, can you please put that in the chat so I could spell it? <laughs> yes. It's. I only know how to spell it in Korean, so I don't, <laughs> oh, I don't know how that'll to. That'll be great. Thanks. <laughs> English is like. So uh, speaking of wrong. radishes, I mean, wow. Since those other guys left, we've totally changed subjects. But speaking of radishes, daikon radishes. We threw a bunch of them down to kind of like break up the soil and stuff. And mm -hmm. some of them grow to be, you can get like a seven, eight pound radish. Like they grow to be huge. I have done that myself. It was almost as well. Yeah. Almost as long as my arm. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. There's, yeah. Almost there's, as and as thick. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's yeah. a Russian um, uh, like kid story about a radish that grew so large and the entire family couldn't get the radish out of the ground. So, like, they got the, the dog, the cat, the horse, right, everyone to help. And then the mouse came, and he pulled everyone, and he ends up saving the day because the radish comes out. But, yeah, they grow huge. Um, <laughs> it's, it's very cute. But That's awesome. I got to run, and it was so wonderful to see you guys. Oh, I will see you on the next one. Rose. Awesome. Yes. Rose, I was going to ask you what what you thought of this uh this bullshit that they did over the weekend in uh in texas with the lp their their fucking degenerate show um with uh oh. with the whore um and yeah that just that disgusting um, i'm just of, gonna close of... on this libertarians will libertarian and that's how you know they're liberals yep yep that's it. It's wow. it's it's Thanks fucking disgusting. Us. 
and it's gross. And you know what? My white pills are you guys. So I love you guys. I hope you have a great night. Take care, Rose. Thank you. Yeah, nice seeing you. So yeah, they had a drag queen show in in Texas that you know basically just trying to to affront all of us, and that was the LP. The Texas libertarians program. did so. Those motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty vile. They're idiots. Yeah, yeah, I know. It, LP Texas that's is obvious. That's weird. Scumbag. Okay, yeah. So still like the Lalberts, basically, because I was gonna say like Dave Smith definitely is not up for that, but. I guess there's still some areas, huh? Uh, but yeah, I yeah, mean, Texas on that note, I recently Louisiana is really bad too. Since I live in a state with primaries, um, I did recently change my affiliation from Libertarian to Republican just so I can vote hard, you know. And now, yeah, now I hear all this stuff time. about. Yeah, I, I totally voted hard. <laughs> I did my research, man. <laughs> hey, you, you voted so hard that your state got Fetterman. I voted oh, I so know. hard that the I know, it's box amazing. just started on fire. And I live in a blue town, so what is it going to do? <laughs> just vote harder. Betterman's interesting. Make... Yeah, good. he is, oh, actually. He's one of those people who, like, maybe he's doing that um, clean-look makeup thing where it's a bunch of layers over someone else. <laughs> He's like a pink version of Shrek. Yes, that's exactly it. That is exactly it. <laughs> Somebody made Shrek into a human and Fetterman popped out. <laughs> I'm so proud. Uh, Speaking of pride, I'm so proud of my state. <laughs> are you in Pennsylvania? <laughs> Obviously. Oh, I'm sorry. And my buddy Dylan's out there in... Um, Oh, what's that one? Something market. Waymart? Waymart or whatever? Walmart? Whatever. <laughs> well, there's a few of those around. <laughs> I know. No, it's called Waymart. Waymart, Pennsylvania. It's I don't know, man. Little town up north. Yeah. North and south don't matter as much Wait, as. Wait, did you guys hear me cough just then? No. Uh, I don't know. I heard a little hiss noise. That's about it. Okay, my, my mute button does work. I I don't know oh. how I don't know how Bear Snare heard me lift my bed. Oh, you just weren't on mute. You missed the mute. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> mute harder. Yeah, yeah mute harder. <laughs> mute harder next that? time. <laughs> Holy cow! So here so we are, you... the four of us. So... Lovely, yes. lovely cr crowd right here. By the way, um, Rob. I am absolutely certain that there is something that you are wishing to discuss. Oh, I can go all damn day. What do you want? <laughs> Let's do Holy it. Holy shit. What do you got? Look at this. This is how bad it's been. I, I didn't shave. You know, Me my, hair, my hair is all messed up. Me I either. spent a good chunk of my time digging into some fucking Subaru. I hate Subarus. They're for gay people. Stop driving them. <laughs> Lucky Ashley's not here. <laughs> I don't care. They're gay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> when you're not looking, they hump each other in the muffler. Were you replacing head seals? Head oh, gaskets? We almost did. And we, you know what? This is, is super interesting, okay? Super interesting. So every older Subaru I've ever seen always has like some kind of mysterious leak. It's got a leak uh, somewhere behind the engine, but not 
you know, all the way back. So it's not the heater core and it's not the engine. We're trying to figure out what the hell's going on. And, you know, they always seem to burn coolant and we're trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Well, what we found out is that there is a heater hose that goes right past where the EGR is, where the EGR goes up from the exhaust manifold and then goes past this hose and melts it. Over time, it melts it, but just melts it a little bit. And it only leaks when the car is at maximum pressure for the coolant system and maximum temperature. But then once everything reconciles and the car cools down a little bit, it goes away and it stops. So I would venture to say that a lot of the problems that people have had with the head gaskets are not actually the head gaskets, but are the routing for the heater hose, causing bubbles in the system that then later cause overheating and then you lose the head gasket. So the head gasket may actually not only be the head gasket, if you know what I mean. So we went ahead and we fixed that in this car. I am, I'm not um, 100% uh, sure that this is going to fix it because I think it's gonna maybe melt again in a year or two, but it'll be good until then, so. I, I have a similar problem in my F-150 where it's got um, coolant and oil uh, spendage, I guess. And What year? It's an 07. I figure it's probably some kind of seal or like maybe I'm I'm hoping I don't have to replace the motor. <laughs> Let me tell you what you do. Okay. What I want you to do is take off. If you get a chance, take off the valve cover. I would do it on the driver's side because it's generally easier. Take off, take off the valve cover. Take a look under there. Take off one cam cap. Okay. Take it off, remove it. You can get away with it. You want to do usually one in the middle somewhere. Take off that cam cap and look for scoring. And a lot of, the, so I've got an F-150 I'm finishing up here that I've about rebuilt the whole damn engine. It was only supposed to be cam phasers and we've managed to rebuild everything. Um, so part of that was because this person decided they were going to go off-roading and smash the oil pump, which closed off the oil pickup tube and then caused uh, high RPM oil uh, starvation. So check it out, see what you got, and get back to me. And I can tell you where to go from there. Um, because eventually, if that keeps happening, so there's two places that it leaks. One place it leaks is at where the oil pump actually mates up to the block. That's number one. Number two, another place that it'll leak through is at the... Um, uh, at the uh, tensioners. The tensioners eventually will leak, which means that the oil rather going through the upper half end of the engine into the heads actually just rolls down the front of the block behind the timing case and goes right back into the oil pan. And you lose all the pressure in the top end. And then you start doing fun things like throwing lifters and rocker arms and shit. So, um, yeah. So check nice. that out. I'd say check that out first and then see what you got, you know. It'll be a while till I break anything down, but uh yeah, I'm that's good good info for sure. This has become tech talk everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz everybody's Sorry everybody's about vehicles that. suck. <laughs> they suck. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know what's I'm, been going on lately. In, 
we I'm were still talking in kimchi mode. <laughs> hey, well, Stella, about your car. Let's go to let's. We're going to do car talk here for a little bit. Stella, about your car. Uh, did, did you do you have a key fob problem with your car where it wouldn't unlock and shit? It magically started working again, okay, and I didn't me, ask questions. I know what that is. I just what? fixed it today, about really? maybe an hour ago. That's okay. what kept me from getting on here sooner, because I was like, oh, I, it's probably just changed the battery, and then I'll go upstairs and get on the podcast maybe an hour simple. and a half ago. Mm. Yeah, I wish. So check this out. This is crazy shit. Okay, I was like, you know, I wonder if it's just they do a really crappy job with the soldering on the little key fob, right? Mm -hmm. And then when you're pressing on it, I notice when you press on it, you're actually pressing on the board, and it's deflecting the board. The board's doing this, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Kind of bending, but not just a very little bit. So it mm -hmm. takes years and years for it actually to become a problem, right? Mm. So I was like, you know what? I have this rework station here that I paid a lot of money from that my wife is probably still mad about. And uh, I was like, well, you know, solder rework station. So it's got the hot air gun and it's got the 80, 83 bucks. It's one of the cheaper ones. But I, I have, uh, I have like 10, should I say that? Yeah, I guess I'm really a dork. So I have 10 solder stations of sorts. Solder so, yeah, boy she's right. So oh. I didn't need another one, okay? But that's beside the point. This one worked really well. It worked better than the other ones. It was a total Trump solder station. It was the best one of them all. And uh, anyways, so what I did was I slathered it down like I was buttering it, took that little circuit board and put a bunch of uh, resin on it. Uh, well, you know, uh, uh, flux, solder flux, right? Resin solder flux, put it on there. And then took the, the hot air gun the rework station and just kind of went over it real easy and just heated them up right and mm -hmm. i waited and looked to see when the solder got shiny again okay when little legs because they were all gray and nasty and shit right, who knows yeah. what's been going on it's they oxidize uh, especially since they're oftentimes using low lead or no lead solder it's very susceptible to dendritic activity and uh, also oxidization so I was going over and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I turn it over. And I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work. I probably cooked the thing to death, so it's not going to work. I probably burned up the circuits, whatever. I turned it over, did the same thing, kind of buttered it like a piece of bread with the uh, solder flux, and then went ahead and heated it up and waited until I saw the little legs go from like a dark gray, nasty color to a shiny, like silver chrome color. And then mm -hmm. I stopped. And then I put the bat. You got to take the battery out because the battery will explode if you do this with the battery in it. <laughs> well, I forgot that part. Yes. <laughs> so I took the battery out and uh, did that, and then waited for it to cool down. I burned myself. If you want to do that, you could do that. If you don't, you don't have to. And then I went ahead and waited for it to cool off. And then I put the battery back in and hit it, and it worked every damn time. I couldn't believe wow. it. I was like, "Holy shit, that bullshit worked! It was unreal. Well I had done. no idea that, that would have worked." That's amazing. I couldn't even open mine because it was a sealed unit. So I was, I was ready to, <laughs> I had my little Dremel um, tool out ready to open it. And I thought, oh, I'll just try it one more time. And miraculously, and I'm lucky I did, uh, and, and it worked. So I don't know. Maybe there was just something a little bit loose and it's worked ever since. Hasn't been a if problem. It, so I don't know what went If it does on. that again, if it does that again, you know how to fix it. Yeah, okay. thank you. You thank could you. so if you have a hot air, if, it, it, well, no, if you have a um, yeah, they're expensive. They're and yeah, and sometimes they they'll take forever to come and do it. So if you have 
a uh, heat uh, 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 heat gun, right? You can use a heat gun. Maybe that will work. Heat gun's really going to be the best. Mm -hmm. um, so if you could borrow a heat gun from a neighbor or something, uh, then you could use that. Yeah. Just with the heat gun, you're going to have to be a lot faster. Like, you're not going to be able to, like, like, I was able to, like, longingly look into its loving eyes and all that shit. You're not <laughs> going to be able to do that with a heat gun, because if you do that, you're just going to have a big ball of mush. Yeah, so melted don't do stuff. That. <laughs> yeah. So just zip it across there a little bit and make sure that it looks shiny at some point and stop, you know? Yeah, okay. Cool. So, yeah. Good find. Good find. There you go. I'll tell you, I'll tell you something else about my... Well, I share a car with my mum. There's no need for us to have two cars. Um, and yesterday I, I came home and parked and... Communist. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, you. And noticed that all the way down the driver's side... Well, almost all the way down from the driver's side door back, there's this big, long scratch. And somebody has, like, driven right up the side of the car, like with the corner of their car or something. There's paint grey paint on it and oh, it really annoys me even though it's not a you know it's not a bloody Jaguar or anything it's not worth having a nice car anymore it really isn't um, obviously a car park I suppose you you guys have the same problem because they 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 always put these car parks like you only just have enough room to open your door to get out I don't know if it's like that over there but it's like the accountants got to the car park you know we'll just put that one extra space in and it just screws up everybody Good point that you make. Someone could actually bring a lawsuit based on that and just mm. say, look, this is not functional because if there's two cars parked next to each other, how do you how do you mitigate the fact that somebody trying to get out isn't going to have to rub against the next the car next to them? It, it's almost it's, impossible it's, now. Yeah, it is almost impossible. And it's 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 only been the last, I don't know, probably twenty years that that sort of happened because they used to be <laughs> they used to be quite roomy. But um, Yeah. The cars have gotten sense. bigger too. The car, oh, yeah, like, that's probably a point. That's yeah. part of it. Like, if you if you figure out the average size of a car, it's bigger, and that's partly because of EPA regulations and stuff they're trying to meet. Um, basically, apparently, if you make a car bigger, then it has a lower EPA regulation. That's um, you know, environmental protection agency shit. Um, so. You, can, they basically get away with lower gas mileage because it's impossible to engineer these um, high gas mileage vehicles um, these days with all the regulations. So they make a bigger chassis and put the car on it, and therefore they don't have to meet the same regulation that they would with a previous model. Like a Honda Civic yeah. used to be much smaller. Because it could be. Because the regulations, they didn't have to game the regulations by making a bigger, heavy vehicle just so they could, uh, you know, be able to introduce the car to the market. My, my dad had a 1990 Honda Civic. They got like 40 miles to the gallon and it was tiny and perfectly naturally aspirated without. I mean, it had electric windows and stuff. It was nice, but it was minimal compared to the newer ones. You know, they're bigger, they're wider, got yeah. all these fucking airbags stuffed in and everything. Well, and, and, and that's another thing to, when they increase the weight, it also gives them a handicap on the EPA regulations for the emissions of the engine itself. So, wow. Yeah. Uh, you made a point earlier, Bear, um, 
about how they're sort of designing cars to be not that friendly, like to drive in the sense of, I remember a few years ago when those more modern designs came out and you, you can't even really see out the back because the boot's so high. Like you, you've got very limited yeah. vision. It, it never made any sense to me. I don't, I don't know why they did that, but. And now, now you have a camera to make up for it, right? Oh, yeah. Well, you're some people do. totally dependent on the technology rather yeah, than right. like turning around and looking around you kind of thing. Um, they're like sort of separating you from the road, the feeling of driving. Mm, mm, yeah. It may uh, be in, in an attempt to get you ready for self-driving cars too. Well, yeah. And kids these days, I don't know. I think my nephew had to have like a jumper seat in the car until he was like 10 or 11. It's crazy. You're almost a teenager. You're still like doing this childish thing. <laughs> and the car represents this kind of uh, imprisonment or um, it's not like you don't feel like you would have agency in a car. You feel oh, yeah. more imprisoned in a car. Ando, I don't know what's going on, but there's two of you. <laughs> he's got <laughs> it. It's because he had two logins. That does it. He's trying to figure it out because yeah, he's running the show. Like, <laughs> Things going to go on too. all night. Yeah, I mean, it's just basically a computer on wheels now, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Oh, um, so basically. speaking of computers, did anybody hear about the uh, new AI Death Star that they're putting in the middle of the ocean so that they have enough water to cool it? Yes. I have just been reading about how they're putting computers underwater now, and that made sense because uh, I was only about two weeks ago, I was reading about how offshore, like underwater, real estate is becoming a really big thing to invest in. And I was, I was thinking, what the hell? What have they got planned now? And then I read that, and it's like, ah, there you go. And, and, and of course... Uh, what what was Ghislaine Maxwell and Epstein doing? Yes, I uh, I'm so glad you said that because yes, yep. that was uh, Terramar Terramar. That's project. right. And I used to think, what the hell are they doing down there? And uh, maybe it's to about, do with that. They were talking I about think, uh, ocean supremacy or some shit over the world, and we were like, what are they talking yeah. about? Remember that? <laughs> yeah, vaguely. Um, but th what the, the pictures that they showed too of. Um, you probably saw that it's like a, you know, those gas cylinders, like big, huge gas cylinders where they store gas in. They're like a um, sort of a tube <laughs> type thing. So there were, it was inside one of those, that the one that I saw, that the servers were inside a big thing like that. So fully sealed, obviously, and um, able to handle pressure. <clears throat> but I just think that's what they're showing us. I reckon it's way more complex than that, what's already down there. So, it yeah. makes a lot of sense to put computers down there because you've got all the cooling. Like yes. for the servers, we've got this whole thing with servers in Utah for the surveillance agency, you know. Yep. Um, <clears throat> put and, them underwater. Um, they're going to warm the ocean instead of cool it. That's exactly what's going to happen, right? Because that, whatever that exactly, they say they're yes. doing, it's always the opposite. It it's always so has good. the opposite effect. <laughs> it's so good, man. I'm There's just like, that inverted reality. Dude. Yeah. Oh, well, and they say that the one place that they want to put the AI supercomputer, which is like Call of Cthulhu, right? Everybody, Everybody's heard of Call of Cthulhu? Cthulhu? No. Um, that heard would be, of it, uh, but I'm not a gamer. Oh, okay. He loved um, crap. HP Lovecraft, oh. yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's it's a horror novel series. 
Um, yes. oh, What's interesting yeah, about okay. H.P. Lovecraft is uh, his his best friend was uh, was uh, I forgot his first name. Howard is his last name. He did the uh, the Conan series, and yes. H.P. gave him the mythos, and so like Conan exists within H.P. Lovecraft's like Cthulhu mythos, which but it's is, an earlier that, I think revision. That's crazy interesting. It's it's earlier and time frame. Believe, yeah, yeah, they didn't. They were against IP, so they they shared all that stuff, which is I, I think it's kind of cool. As far as people that are against IP, you know, I always think of of um, what's his name Kinsella that is against IP. Stephen Kinsella is like, but the hilarious thing is that Stephen Kinsella got all mad at at Pete Quinones and was like, you know, you didn't invent yeah. post libertarianism. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, but to cool servers takes an incredible amount of water, so that's why they're sort of doing that. Um, so they're looking to use Antarctica as the yeah. mega AI. They're Inter going to sink it in this big lake that's in the middle of Antarctica. Mm -hmm. I'm not joking. I know. Okay. Now, if you if you recognize Call of Cthulhu mythos, and I've been talking about the parasites and Zothamog. Mm -hmm. Zothamog has a bunch of flatworms that literally inhabit people's brains and make them crazy. Okay? Zothamog what, what, supposedly... Sorry, Zothamog? Zothamog is um, one of the... Uh, one of the old ones. Right? These This this ancient uh, species of gods, right? In oh, the okay. Call of Cthulhu series. You know about... Right. Uh, Point Nemo? What? That is... Uh, yeah, here we go. Go for it, Rob. <laughs> yeah. Point Nemo. So let me, let me finish this thought up about the Antarctica and the giant lake, okay? Mm. So the idea is they want this AI to be in Antarctica. And what they want to do is kind of like Zothamog supposedly was buried and, tr and captured under Antarctica, right? And mm -hmm. he would send out these flatworms and these flatworms would do his bidding and they would possess people and things like that. Watch what they're going to name. Let's, let's all watch what they're going to name the AI that they're proposing to put in Antarctica. If it ends up being Zothamog, we know all bets are off. Watch it's or very it's some kind of combination of that, you know? Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. Um, it's also intriguing how most of the leaders of the just about every country i, th I think have all, all visited antarctica um and it's never really you know it's always just a an expedition to have a look at antarctica you know isn't it but i think it's, it's there's way more going on there um even even putin's mate whatever his name is the um the advisor his jewish advisor i can't remember his name he went down to antarctica which i thought was kind of weird and there's this picture of him with emperor penguins and i mean penguins have a significant occult um symbolism as well apparently i wish june was still here um yeah i just thought that was all a bit weird it's it's strange how they all go down to antarctica there's there's something something big so i guess this is it they're all going down to check out the new uh the new headquarters interesting that you mentioned that too uh the whole idea of the water consumption for ai that makes a lot of sense as to the water consumption that's occurring on Epstein's Zorro Ranch. Mm -hmm. The yes. 200 million gallons a year or whatever mm -hmm. for a non-functioning ranch. 
Yeah, um, it's underground, isn't it? Yes, it is. And guess what? It's not too far away from the uh, uh, from the L. Ron Hubbard uh, archive. So, and if you remember in the Foundation series, uh, they they used AI basically to predict the future, right? So makes me wonder, what are they doing with that AI? And what are they doing with that water? And is that water part of this giant AI that they're most likely working on uh, underneath Zorro Ranch? So It's very green, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Hypocrites. A big time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to have a fresh water shortage. Yeah, you're doing it. Yeah. What are you talking no about? <laughs> you know? Yeah, there's plenty of places that have been drained of water. And everyone's going, well, where's it all going? You know, like... The last, you know, during COVID, when no one was out to see what was going on, suddenly all these places are draining. Mm. You know, you had, uh, what was that lake in, the lake in, um, in Nevada. You had uh, another one in California. You had all these lakes that have never seen Lake the bottom. Mead. Lake Mead, yeah. That have never seen the bottom, and suddenly, here we are. Mm -hmm. There's nothing left but mud, you know? I'm sorry, and, Andrew, uh, what the heck were you talking to me about? You said something about Point Echo or Point, what was that called? Point Nemo. Uh, it's Nemo. supposedly Got it. yeah. the same place that, uh, the, yeah. Red, what is the city called? The City of the Dead? In uh, in the Cthulhu mythos is supposed to be there. Yes, yes. So there actually is a real Point Nemo, by the way. Right, so. right. It's a uh, it's the spot that's furthest. It's a, an island that's or no, it's not even an island. It's just a oh, point okay. in the ocean. That's like the it's a point away furthest land away from land. Right. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Finding the most Nemo. Isolated location on the planet. Yeah, and then you had Disney of all things <laughs> Finding Nemo. Yeah. What do you? What were they trying to tell us there? Hold on, right? That always bugged me. Here, I'll go ahead and I'll post up a little link and then everyone could take a look at that. And then, of course, you know, there's uh, Diego Garcia. What's going on there? Nobody really knows. Oh, so, yes, yes. You know, Military base. Um, it's said that that's where the MH370 ended up. Yeah, yeah. And it makes sense. So, yeah, so Point Nemo, the most remote place on Earth. Let's go through it a little bit. And they talk about it in Cthulhu, and there's some references here. People often vaguely refer to the middle of nowhere, but as it turns out, scientists have actually figured out precisely where that point is. Point Nemo, the most remote location on Earth, is so far removed from civilization that the closest humans to the location at any given time are likely to be astronauts. So, uh, yeah. And Point Nemo looks like it's just, uh, well, not, it's far away, but it's uh, off the coast, about halfway off the coast of... Uh, what is that? Tierra del Fuego and um, uh, Antarctica. So just to give an idea of how inaccessible it is, uh, and it says here, uh, it is Nemo. It basically means no one in Latin. Uh, so just to give you an idea of how exactly uh, isolated it really is, it is uh, more than a thousand, a thousand miles. Let's see. Let's see, it's a thousand miles to the north of, was that Easter Island or something like that? Yeah, Motu Nui, one of the Easter Islands. Yeah, yeah, which are interesting in and of themselves. It says, when writer H.P. Lovecraft first introduced readers to this infamous titular 
technical or tentacled monsters in 1926's Call of Cthulhu. He wrote that the creature's lair was the lost city of Relay in the South Pacific Ocean. Lovecraft gave Relay to the coordinates 47.9. Let's see here. Oh, hold on a second. Oh, I had to have an ad. I'm sorry. The ad was way, way more important than us I've, getting information. I've got some um, coordinates here. Okay, 47.9 south and 126 degrees, 43 seconds west, which are astonishingly close to Point Nemo's coordinates. And it is where the, quote, bloop occurred, which the bloop was actually the loudest underwater sound ever recorded. So Was that fairly recently? Like a couple of years uh, ago? Looks like uh, such a lot. Dubbed the mystery 3,000... It looks like um, the bloop is, um, I want to say it was uh, 19, oh, oh. oh, right, that long ago. 2014, okay. I think. Right, okay. So well, that's, the bloop. That's interesting what? because 2014 is when they started all this <laughs> death cult bullshit. Everybody remember that? You know, when the WEF decided that they were going to reset us all and everything? So what was the bloop? Was that like a big gas bubble thing or something? Or what was it? Uh, they are at a loss to think of oh. something, anything large enough to create such a large, loud sound underwater. They have no idea to this day. Who knows? We definitely didn't do it ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no I idea. Mean, Don't look at us. <laughs> they're like, man, we wish we could do that. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Man, I've I've not gone nearly as far down the rabbit hole as you guys on the Antarctica stuff, but I find the idea of um, hidden land pretty fascinating. Hmm, that's what they say is the entrance to the inner Earth. But who and knows? the inner Earth is referred to in the Bible multiple times. Um, yes. So so we know it's there. It's mm. you know it, it's like I the Bible doesn't definitely just define the shape of the earth but it does say that there's one firmament and two that there's also um places under the earth that people live and places under the ocean that people live or beings live yeah mm. yeah and, and what's the deal with you know not being allowed to go to antarctica that's just, you know, who decides that? Nobody owns it. Like, how come well, we're not I mean, allowed to just go and cruise around like they do? <laughs> yeah, you go try it and see what happens. <laughs> People have. Yeah. And it didn't end well. <laughs> right. A very short trip. Usually yeah, involving so some ex- form of incarceration at some point. Yeah, right. So how do they explain that? I mean, has anyone ever really sort of prodded and said, how, how come we're not allowed down there? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, People have. They, I can guarantee, I can guarantee it'll be because there's some rare species that we've got to protect because they always do that. Well, they they don't want us to know that there's scarcity myth that like everything is all based off of the scarcity myth, and if that we find out that there is abundant land beyond where we know of, it's a new frontier in a ton of ways, you know. And um, bro, we've got abundant land here. Yeah, we do. We do, but there's there's not enough for them uh, to b- 
be able is so they're perpetual you know in order to they've got this, their own little secret thing going on right they have this lie most people don't leave their fucking cities but i'm in the middle of arkansas right now and i can i you know i was i was at my uh stepsister's property and i looked out and it was fucking vast and beautiful and i'm like is it you know there's there could be all kinds of bullshit there i'm glad there's not but yeah, they, there, there's so much land in the United States. There's so much land throughout the world. Yeah, yeah that scarcity mindset is really it's an illusion, um, and we get sucked into the system that brings it home to us and makes it real. Well, cars ran off uh, off of alcohol when they first made them. And you can make alcohol out of out of fermented vegetables and all kinds of shit like that, you know. So you, you can make yep. alcohol at home. Biomass. They, they yeah. had to use oil, which is also um, that is also like abundant as well. There's there's a shitload of oil, and then they come up with these fucking peak oil lies. They're they're so mm. full of shit, mm. and they use that in order to to control the resource. And we've got we're paying all these bullshit prices for something that that is is one of the most abundant liquids on the entire planet and it's not mm. even as necessary as we think it is exactly exactly i heard a statistic um just yesterday i think it was that there's two million barrels a day used for military aircraft two million barrels a day two million that's just mostly for training that's not even active um you know active conflicts so. Yeah, right. I heard that it takes like $5,000 to get a gallon of gas out into the Middle East in the desert for the U.S. military. I mean, that's money laundering for sure, but... Yeah, that <laughs> yeah that, that's part of the markup that they do. Yeah. Um, so you have places like, you have places like Halliburton and um, it was SAIC and all these other contractor companies that run the logistics that charge us the $5,000, but it does not cost that. No, it right, does not. Right. It's like the Pentagon toilet seats that are more expensive than, uh, than Trump's <laughs> golden toilet seat. $300 <laughs> hammers. It's because the hammer had to meet so many different. So I used, I used to be involved in, in, uh, doing basically defense industry, uh, manufacturing. So basically, um, you had to make sure that the metal you used wasn't from certain sources. And there is a web of bullshit that you have to go through. And there's been times I've said, look, man, this, look, this, okay. So this particular requirement doesn't even make sense anymore. And they removed it last year. Can we go ahead and remove it from the contract? And the government says no. And I'm like, well, so I go to legal and I'm like, legal, hey, this is they're holding up our shit. I mean, we we need we could have had this all done last year. He's like, nope, we gotta abide by it. There is no grandfather clause or anything, so we have to if they say do it, you have to do it. And that was during the period of Obama, which was probably the worst time to be in the in the uh defense industry at that point, especially doing uh, you know, logistics and uh manufacturing. He made everything goddamn impossible. So it doesn't really matter. I mean, it's fine. If you're making weapons for death, you're, if you're in the death industry, then um, 
who cares? You know, it's more about what the lobbyists can get for the budget than it is. And then you can sit back and do whatever. It doesn't matter. You don't have to produce weapons. You can or you cannot. <laughs> all that matters is that the budget goes up next year. Yeah, that's pretty much all. That, that's, that's what they're looking at. They, they're not looking at the common sense of it at all. Um, they have bones to pick with certain countries that they need to leverage against, and they use these contractual obligations in defense, uh, in defense uh, manufacturing to basically exact these tolls and to bring people to bear in foreign countries to make deals with them. I mean, it's really that bad. Hmm. A lot of it's very personal. You, you wouldn't imagine. I've, I've even been threatened. I've I been threatened. You know, do you want to tell Senator such and such that um, his um, his amendment or his his requirement is bullshit? And I'm I like, do. well, I thought, yeah, well, I, I almost went there. I was <laughs> nowadays I'd go there because I don't give a shit. But back then I was trying to do the right thing, you know, and worst thing I could have ever done. I should have just burned the place down with its own flames. In Minecraft. In Minecraft, yes. Yes. Whatever that is. <laughs> sure. Little blocks, all that shit. Yeah, big pixels. That's called insurance. <laughs> <laughs> of course, well, it's proverbially. Coming up. It's proverbially. I, I, I should have just, just blocked the production of everything. If, if I would have actually followed their requirements, I could have shut down the whole plant. Literally every product line, I could have just shut the shit down and just put it into a into a, a freaking death spiral. I should have just done that because look where I ended up. They took away my clearance, so fuck them. Pardon my French. In Minecraft. There you go. <laughs> Hindsight's 2020, huh? <laughs> right? I should have just did that and held the whole shit hostage. Just, just exact every goddamn requirement that they that i could on that bullshit to shut it down every and step of the way it would actually benefit your company because then they could just say look how much money it takes to like pass all these yeah. requirements oh, they, <laughs> they would have they would have been stroking one off in the corner like hold on a minute oh my god oh, we love oh, this guy oh, we don't have to make anything oh, 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 i'm gonna bust one in minecraft oh and that would have been it you know <laughs> so, <laughs> I didn't nut in a corner. It was in Minecraft. It's okay. What's the problem? I didn't rape those kids. I raped them in Minecraft. It's fine. Which is odd because people use Minecrafts to, to basically traffic kids. So that's another weird thing. It makes it even creepier. But anyway. I think that's that's Roblox, right? They yeah. they use the uh the chat feature in Roblox in order yeah, in to in Minecraft grow. too. Minecraft yeah. too. Yeah. Pick up kids. It's great. <laughs> what a shit world we live in it's just so cuckoo i love it i mean it, in a way it's kind of amusing yeah i think i'm, I, I I think I I'm still in shock actually about what part of it which which part did it for you that's a really good question <laughs> you don't know several. anymore so much I never got out of shock. I don't. I, yeah, no, I'm still in shock. It's like Constant a smorgasbord of smut. PTSD. Twenty four seven. It's so, coming, coming at you so fast you can't hit it back. You know. So how do we stay sane in this totally inverted, insane world, and and not become one of those people at Walmart in the <laughs> fight? Walmartians. 
I've sort of made myself a bit of a hermit from around about ooh, 2004. <laughs> wow. So, working? Started yeah, early. That's fine. Um, nice. um, um, you get used to your own company, you know, you just, you, you just learn to <laughs> not need all those things, like not need to go out and be amused. You just, just amuse yourself, you know? That's true. I mean, I'm not saying that I don't go out at all, but um, particularly of the last few years, well, particularly since 2020. I mean, at one point it was sort of like lockdown. What lockdown? I just didn't even, yeah, didn't make a lot of difference, really. Everybody's uh, wearing strange things and wants me six feet away. What's that about? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's just, it's a mindset. I mean, if you just don't partake, like in your mind, you can get away with quite a lot in the sense of, I mean, I, there was a number of times where I had to sit in the car when, when things were really at their thickest during lockdowns and mask wearing and all that, there was a couple of times cause I never wore one. I wore one for about two minutes when I had to get my glasses, but, um, I never wore one going to supermarkets or anything like that. And there was probably half a dozen times where I really did sit in my car and I had to, well, I mean, I prayed and I had to kind of just get myself into the right frame of mind to go in there and be fearless basically. Um, and it, it does work, but it wasn't just like, oh yeah, get out of the car and go in. It was, it really was a bit of a hype up to, you know, a psycho. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's also I'll, so I'll weird. admit I wore it. I, I did the thing to get along and I knew, I knew what bullshit it was from the beginning, but I kind of did the thing for a while. Yeah. So I don't, my... um, I don't, uh, hold it against anybody for their own personal decisions. My job was, uh, was recovering trucks that had been left in various places throughout the country. And I had to use airplanes, Ubers, all kinds of stuff. So what I did was went to this great website that I learned about from uh, the great Tom Woods. Uh, It's called Fake Mask Worldwide. And there you can order a mask that's made out of mesh. And so it it doesn't really violate you too much. So, uh, you know, I I feel like, though, I was... I was complying in a way, even though I wasn't, you know, I, I mean, all the masks were useless. Mine was just a little more useless because I could yeah, actually I th- breathe through it, you know? Yeah. Um, I had mixed feelings about those, like those kind of get arounds, like the, the branding on masks and stuff. It's like, even if it says this is bullshit, you're still wearing it kind of thing. <laughs> right. 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 I think those free, um, freedom masks or whatever they were called, they got shut down a number of times and they had to keep re renaming themselves yeah they <laughs> they did. At it. he did uh eventually on tom wood's show he mentioned that and tom wood's got him a, a good a good web host that won't that won't take his website away uh oh, right. now uh yeah that i i thought they were cool and everything but you know what i was in uh i'm trying to remember which city i was in because uh, i'm you know all over the place it was uh it, it was chattanooga and everybody back to normal doing their thing and you know it's a truck stop so most people are normal anyway a guy walks in wearing a, one of those fucking duck masks and it's just oh no those yeah. are the worst yeah i'd rather you just wear full-on respirator i mean something that works i did that and i got thrown out of the um i got thrown out of the x-ray uh, office so i was supposed to get x-rays and they said you couldn't wear a respirator i'm like well if this is a real disease we need a real respirator so i wore a real respirator because i just wanted to mess with them 
you know? <laughs> and they made me take the fucker off and put on the little flappy piece of blue velvet or whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> <I'm running laughs> the Covered in microplastic. Yeah, the microplastic doily. Yeah, this is bullshit. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, you, we should have all been in respirators if there was, if it was true. They so. said it was racism. No, did you remember that? They had mask supremacy. Do you remember them talking about that? No. Talking about mask supremacy. That there was going to be an arms race for people to wear better and better masks. So they need to ban the exhalation valves. Remember that? That's no. why I, they made me take off my respirator because I had exhalation valves. Unreal. <laughs> Unreal. Invest in 3M. Dude, yes. I did. I had 3M masks. But I had yeah. I did but I had the top of the line and you couldn't wear it because it made other people feel like they weren't as protected. That's no <laughs> shit. That is real. I read a damn article on it. The CDC it. talks about it. Remember when the CDC was saying they didn't want people to wear masks because they were worried that everyone would buy the high quality respirators and there would be none left? For the emergency service workers, remember that? Mm-hmm. Yes. That was Rob, it. You must have felt real supreme at that point. I was very supreme. I was going to go in there with a fucking scuba tank. You suck my <laughs> ass, you bastards! I'll fart all over in here, and I'm not going to smell it. Screw you. <laughs> I'm going to eat a bunch of kimchi and some potato salad, <laughs> and I'm going to leave it out for a while, so it's really juicy. And I'm going to come up in there. <laughs> let's see if your mask works now how you like that you know what does it for me every time is uh it's potatoes particularly yellow ones me, i am me like too. a trumpet after that that's why that's why i talked about the potato salad We're, we, are you a russian jew too or what what's the deal here <laughs> I, I really hope not man <laughs> you might be but at least part russian well you're german and you know everybody kind of well my know, russians are german they were hitting, so they were hitting and running german. all the time you know <laughs> oh so, yeah my, my my russians are german they were german go. they moved to russia and then they moved to texas so there we what go what the hell yeah what kind of backwards that shit is that badass people all you're all confused don't know what's going on <laughs> we're just moving we don't care what bolsheviks well, let's go over there <laughs> right so uh we're we're at four hours now um and <laughs> I'm thinking we should we should come up with whatever else we have to, to share with the with the great people out here, you know, uh, schmoozing there, schmoozing a little bit, and then uh, and then do our plugs and uh, and go to bed like normal. Venus people. has oxygen. There, I said it. That's cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't even Apparently... know if Venus is a real place. I mean, five <laughs> is gonna kill us all. There you go. It's apparently, killing the fucking um, bees. Apparently in 2025, the Saturn's rings are going to disappear. Yeah, well, I think that's just they're twice. not going to be visible, right? Yeah. They're going no to be there or something. I didn't waste my time reading it. about it. Just yeah, like that one more, was weird. More crap to me. <laughs> I, was, said, I was interested in hearing Rob's take on Joni Mitchell's weird disease where, like, weird colored hairs come out of her skin and she feels all itchy and stuff. It, huh? um, it reminded me of some of the vaccine stuff where people, their skin is on fire and that yeah. kind of thing. Um, I don't know if you've looked into Joni Mitchell's weird disease at all, but um, since you're into the parasite thing, it is trippy. 
Well, Chagas is very easily genetically manipulated, and there was some talk that they were going, since it's a neural parasite, as our uh, most, as our most uh, trypanosomas, right, including sleeping sickness, they basically bore down the center of the nerves. If you were to manipulate that parasite, right, and bore down the center of the nerves, a lot of functionality of the body is done autonomously by the nerves in that section of the body the basically it's kind of farmed out and that control is being done by the nerves that are localized in that area so if theoretically if you were to have a parasite that was genetically engineered and or could maybe mess up the neurological system in a certain way you potentially could have hair growing in different ways and different places and you know, maybe different colors. I mean, how? What kind of color are we talking about? Is she growing like a, a goddamn green hair or what? Yeah, it sounds shit? like totally multichromatic and maybe kind of temporary, like not like like go come out of the skin and then recede kind of thing. More like parasites. Wow. Well, That's if the parasites, if I remember are, right, if the body's trying to excrete the parasites out the um, sebum glands, right, out, out the sweat glands, and or the follicles right? Because that's two places that your body tries to get rid of uh, localized, uh, you know, pests, etc. And, uh, you know, byproducts and waste. Well, theoretically, whatever's in there that's being pushed out into that area, it could look like hair. It could, if depending on what its composition is. And who knows, maybe that's the parasite bodies, the dead bodies of the parasites coming out mixed in with the hair follicles or, you know, with what, with the hair being generated from the follicle, there's a lot of different things that can happen. So, and, uh, before anyone says I'm not a doctor, no, I'm not I actually read. Okay. <laughs> I should, yeah. I should tell you, I should, I got a great story about me going to the, um, VA psychiatrist, right. And she has no idea what like things like phenylethamine do and, uh, what things like phenylprestam do and uh, choline she actually knew but i was kind of astonished i was like they're they're so pushed into this narrow idea that the only pharmaceuticals that work are the ones that they're pushing on them that they lose yeah. track of all the other different options that could be had to be used to treat you know depression etc so Bottom line is, chances are, if you're well-read, you're going to be better read than whatever medical care provider is actually supposed to be helping you. So, in a way, mm, um, and, you know, and they've, they've had, uh-oh, uh-oh, what? I got cut. No, you're Hold here. Hold on. Let me see here. But yeah, I mean, I'm not even well read, and I read enough we go. to learn more up. than what the doctors were saying. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and Joni Mitchell, what is she going to? She's going to big name doctors, right? And they don't want to get off the plantation. They're not going to tell her what's really going on. You know, nine times out of ten, parasitic uh, infestations are ignored and intentionally misdiagnosed as mental illness. So that comes full circle to what I was talking about just now. Hmm. So. Yeah, that's interesting. Thank you. Yeah. How old would Maybe she be now? She must be pretty old. Shit. She just turned 80. 
Alright, okay. What was that, Ando? Sorry? Oh, she's still alive? Yeah. She's yeah. still alive? I didn't know that. Um, but maybe that's why they say that the trans shit is, uh, is a mental illness. Because it's probably a parasite. Now, well, remember when I looked it up? I mean, there's a lot of different parasitic inf infections and infestations that can cause uh, decreased uh, testosterone in men. And what that what is that eventually going to do? Well, you but may start questioning things. This is a this is beyond decreased te testosterone, though. I mean, first of all, it's True. like I was saying in the chat earlier that you know it, it's a fetish, and and they've got they figured out a way to indulge it, and they're indulging it through postmodernism. And then there's all the fucking pharma, and you know, uh, like I I know that a lot of people have talked about the. Uh, that there's organisms within some pharmaceuticals, et cetera, right? Uh, is yeah, that, that's like, come that's out recently. Concept that is, yeah. And they just, didn't they just have a, uh, they had eye drops recently that ended up being 100% recalled, shut down like what, five or six factories? Because these eye drops had parasites in them. Now they haven't come Ooh. out with that, but there is an independent uh, journal that has already said that they were that they were these parasites that caused blindness that were in the eye drops. It wasn't bacteria. Well, and there is a there is a parasite, Stella, that is uh, in uh, tap water in certain parts of the world that will uh, that has that parasite and that little worm will get in your eye and eat your retina. Yeah, isn't that like river blindness? Because uh, it's very close. It, ivermectin yeah. is um, has yeah, is that's what they give to river blindness people yeah. in well, where is it? India, even, Africa. Even yes. ivermectin is like it's a microbe that was found in the ground by a golf course in Japan. You know, it's it's not not alive, right? Huh. And ra rapamycin wow. is very similar to that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, this goes back to they they steal our cures and and sell us their medicine. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, Chagas is interesting because it can cause neurosis. So. And widespread inflammation, uh, you know, an inflammation will screw up your hormones, right? So you get any combination of this going on. And oh, by the way, did anybody hear about that? Now we have incurable syphilis. Anybody hear about that? Unfair oh, man. Something about that. Yeah. Yeah. I know Speaking a certain experiment about that. Yeah. They're Speaking of syphilis, when Rose was talking about the chemicals that they would put in the starched collars and stuff, it occurred to me, man. Like all the wigs and syphilis, like you guys have heard about that thing where people were covering up their syphilis with their wigs. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe that's like a self-licking ice cream cone or whatever. Like maybe some of the syphilis um, symptoms were coming from what they were putting on their clothes too. Because what she was describing sounded a lot like syphilis. I don't know if syphilis was transmissible in that way. But yeah, well, I'm not saying it's the same days, thing. It just it just was something that I thought of. <laughs> you also, oh, okay. When you also had tuberculosis that was rampant. And by the way, we've got incurable tuberculosis making a comeback, which is awesome, awesome. because I mean everything from the '90s is making a comeback, baby. Right? Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> why not incurable syphilis and incurable uh, tuberculosis? Sounds great. Yeah, rock That's stars awesome. are so last millennium, and now it's diseases. <laughs> They're probably totally curable, just not with your modern medicine. Well, it, mm. a lot of it is a lot of it is immigrants from the from uh, the Middle East and from south of the border that are OTMs, 
and they're bringing a lot of that shit over here. So, oh, we've got uh, leprosy now too, and, which is and yeah. depleted yeah. immune systems from pharma, from yes. from the medical and, industry. Now we've all got depleted poisons. immune systems, so we've got we're yeah. ripe for yeah. an invasion mm -hmm. of bacterial infections to take everyone down. Yep. Sounds all... like a plan, you know. Sounds yeah. like they planned this shit. I don't know. What do you say? Uh, it's all parasites, man. No it's, one would do that. It all well, boils come, come down on, to butt worms, as we've <laughs> always said. Butt worms it's always, is. It's always the butt worms. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I miss the days of simple old threadworm. <laughs> Pinworms that you get in your feet from being uh, uh, from being barefoot in like uh, mud bogs and shit. Yeah, well, when I was in Egypt, they said, "Don't whatever you do, don't put your feet over the edge of the boat and put it in the Nile because you'll end up with parasites." It's like, okay, thanks for telling me. <laughs> and people drink out of that damn thing. Jesus Ugh. Christ! Yeah. I, I mean, well, I wonder what's wrong with the Middle East. We wonder yeah. what's wrong with the Middle East. How about that? Still, you just and, said the Ganges. Apparently, yeah. the Ganges has, or at least it has had, um, this crazy amount of biological material in it where people actually gain immunity from it because they are exposed to small amounts of so much and it all, like, processes, deteriorates. Like, there's so many enzymes and everything in there that all the shit that goes in there, even though there's so much shit in there, <laughs> it... Mm actually biodegrades so fast that it doesn't affect people badly and it's it's like i mean this could change with pesticides and everything with with environmental factors but that's sort of like the legend of the ganges i've heard about that um i had a friend of mine go there um at one point and he said that um they told they told him basically the same story and he went ahead and they said, you'll dip in the Ganges, you'll get sick for like two days, and then your immune system will pick back up. And sure as shit, he said he hasn't really had a cold since like 2013 or something. Wow. Kind of wild. Yeah, that's insane. I've often wondered how those people can bathe in there every day and still be alive, assuming they are. Dead Just bodies floating soup. past. and Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, and you got the, the body eaters life. and all that shit. I mean, Cows. that's just insane. Yeah. Wow. So maybe we're doing it all wrong. Maybe we just don't have enough dead shit in the water. Maybe that's what's wrong with us. Yeah, if we didn't try to sterilize everything, we'd be a lot better off. Well, yeah, and they've they've found that. What do they got to do? Because everyone gets so much so much uh, ingestion of accidental antibiotics from everything from the food to uh, you know pharmaceuticals that they eat to you know drinks things that they drink, etc. You know. Maybe the problem is, and they're trying, so they're doing this thing now that they have to actually install a new biome into people to stop schizophrenia. Did you hear about that one? No. So what they do is they basically make you eat a sane person's poop in oh, yeah. a little capsule to restore the biome, and that gets rid, <laughs> that gets rid of mental illness. I mean, it's Yeah, well, they, right? they only fairly recently came out with that connection, didn't they, with the biome and... and psychological state there was it was theorized as early as 1966 if you can believe oh, that okay wow. yeah and of course they ran that guy out of business huh. <laughs> they, they probably put his ass in wow. jail along with reich right bastards i was on you bloody know, zoloft for seven years that was a oh bad my seven god years. i'm so mm. sorry for you that's that stuff's horrible
Yeah, and then oh. I got I got myself off it because the doctors just go, oh, no, no, no. So I just <laughs> weaned myself off it. Um, of course and the dope dealer is going to say you can't get off it. Don't do yeah, it. You're exactly. going to die. I'm not going to yeah. get my yacht. <laughs> you know? Yep. And then um, that was – I actually got off it and then a couple of months later I had a rather nasty personal tragedy happen and I did I did go and see a, a counsellor just, you know, just to sort myself out a little bit once. His name wasn't and... Zoloft, was it? <laughs> and that, Yeah, he, that's all they wanted to do was put me back on. It was like, right? no, thank you. I was just, <laughs> just got myself off. Thanks. But uh, yeah, so talk dismissive. about zombie state. Yeah, it's so dismissive to just wave somebody off and say, no, we're not going to give you counseling. You know, I've heard in some cases, if you refuse the medication, they cut off the counseling. Hmm. Well, well, I had to pay, you know, we pay for it. It's not like it's offered. I don't, I think that entire industry is just, just set up to sell fucking drugs i mean yep. there there is really totally. nothing good that comes of it yep i would 100 percent agree bloody rockefeller it's like the of all the good stuff child protection services slash orphan industry mm -hmm. um the people the foster parents get paid more based on the more medications the kids are on <sighs> and that's exactly. kind of how the government workers who dole out the medications get paid too. So they are incentivized to pump the, these kids up with medications, even if these kids would be fine otherwise. Yep. Yeah. The ADHD stuff is just, that's a load of crap. They don't need that stuff. Um, oh. I think they were fixing a lot of ADHD. Oh, I was only reading it recently. I think it was with light. Uh, blinking lights and you know that kind of light therapy infrared um, therapy too yeah yeah that right. came into yeah. play yeah and uh, it was getting really good results so there you go well you know and if you look at our sky <clears throat> i don't know how old all of you are i'll just go ahead and let it out of the bag i'm fucking old anyway and <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, if you look at the sky since the 70s, so the great thing about pollution, people say pollution is a bad thing. Hold up. I think we got bamboozled on that. And let me explain why. So back in the 70s, 60s too, 50s, everybody remembers that this clear, white, screaming, brain-burning sky that you have that gives you skin cancer was not a thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was always... Yep much more tinted red it might be white I, for like a couple of hours during the middle of the day but it wouldn't be from fucking dusk to dawn or dawn to dusk it wouldn't be constant just this white sun trying to murder your soul you know yeah, it was yellow absolutely. yeah exactly yeah yeah and, um, and a lot of people are saying it. that they said oh it's climate change i'm like no it's not climate change it's it's just that we've cleaned things up to a point that we've actually broken it. We don't we don't have as much volcanic activity, et cetera, et cetera. And that that cannot be denied. That's that's historically and scientifically proven, right? We don't have as much upper atmosphere or even lower atmosphere particulate anymore because we overfilter everything. And one of the biggest filters on the planet, people don't realize, is our cars. Our cars are very good air filters. Okay. Them, them saying that the carbon is the problem is completely absurd. And if anything, we need more of it. We need more mm -hmm. smog and particulate to get up there because that might actually be destroying our overall health. And it's been shown already that exposure, your eyes being exposed to UV causes 
certain forms of mental illness and developmental issues. So wow. now what? Okay. O OG was talking about UV sterilizing people. Um, well, yeah. And also, yeah, carbon is what plants crave. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> in real life. I mean, really. Course, <clears throat> they've pulled out those core samples that have shown that um, different times during history, uh, carbon dioxide levels have been a lot higher and plants were thriving. And uh, they're saying if it drops any lower, we're going to lose all our plants. So, and, and not just plants, that's but mammals want. too. Mammals yes. thrive right. in that Everything. condition as well. It, there's more plants, there's more oxygen, mm -hmm. there's more CO2. The plant, there, CO2 leads to more plants, plants lead to mammals and life yep. forms. It's, it's the great circle of life. <laughs> like, it's it. You're right, Rob. It's almost impossible. I, I find it almost impossible. I've got I'm fair and got blue eyes to look at the sky now without, you know, wincing. I mean, I've, I've always been a bit sensitive anyway, but um, and they're, they're doing the cloud brightening as well, which isn't helping, um, you know, the weather manipulation, cloud brightening, you know, about that. Oh, yes, that and so much more. I've got a gigantic treatise that I'm going to dump on the Telegram channel for Black Labs. Um, and it has all the different weather manipulations. Now, here's what's interesting. The newest one, the one that looks like they've decided they are going to go through with it, and that's it, is actually laser weather manipulation. So, oh, yippee. Bring, Get a blue that? roof, y'all. Get a blue roof. That's what I'm well, it's interesting that you mentioned that because mm -hmm. there was an array of laser beams that came down in Hawaii right. a, just like a few years earlier for some test that either the they still won't they still won't tell who was doing it, whether it was the Japanese, uh, whether it was the Chinese, whether it was NASA. Uh, no one will say exactly. No one's come forth and actually admitted to it. But it was there. The Japanese got footage of it. They showed everybody, and everybody said it was a conspiracy theory. But it was real. I, I want to get a reflective roof so that whenever they send their shit down, it bounces right back and knocks their, there you go. their balloons <laughs> out of the sky. You wouldn't be allowed to because of the planes. I'm, that's right. That's Blind true, actually. Pilots. Yeah. Yeah, you can't do that. It can't be overly reflective. But if you know the wavelength ahead of time of the laser that they're going to use to blow your house up. <laughs> I'm sure they'll publish that. You could. Well, but there are, they, they kind of, they kind of did. I, I also have that in this, in this long list of things. Um, th there is articles where they show what were the most transmissible wavelengths and most effective effective uh -huh. wavelengths for these for this laser manipulation. So, whether or not they wanted to hit the ground, or whether or not they wanted to be absorbed by the clouds, or whether or not they were, uh, they even have, they even have documents about trying to use lasers, and they've already done it to try and stop hurricanes. They've already done it. Mm -hmm. It's done. Yeah. They've that's that's old. And I'm like, okay, so could we speculate one step further on what happened with Lahaina? Did they see that that storm moving into that to Lahaina and say, you know what? Here's going to be a great time to go ahead and try our laser manipulation, laser weather ma manipulation. Let's oh. give it a shot. And it went or Acapulco. 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 Yeah. Acapulco had that same thing. Yeah. Or same crazy storm. And uh, by the way, shut up, conspiracy theorists. Yeah. <laughs> you bigots. Suck a lady penis. That's what you need to do. 
Wasn't be a big gay like, baby. Be a big gay baby for Epstein. Do it. He likes the big gay babies. I, I have not confirmed it, so it might be misinformation, but um, wasn't there a directed energy lab in Maui? I think, yeah, I believe that so. Yes, the word yeah. on the street, yeah. Yeah. I found the documents behind that, too. That's in there, too. So that's <laughs> going to be very interesting. I mean, yeah. I, I got like 50 different articles and, and research papers and put it together. Went down a huge, huge rabbit hole like the last week because um, I was supposed to be on uh, Wicked Planet with Ron. Um, things fell through. I can't wait. Yeah. Oh, our buddy oh, so Ron. listening to that this when it happens. Yeah. I can't wait, man. Yeah. So Ron's probably be next week, I think. Yeah he's, oh, yeah. he's so easy to chat with. That's why I don't talk to him in real life so much. I had to cut out the Instagram. I was going to be talking to him all the time and not get nothing done. So <laughs> there's that. I'm like, you just, Ron, give me a fucking job and I'll just come over there and we'll just talk shit while we fix cars. Let's just do that. When you see, when you talk to Ron, tell him that, that I've been trying to get a hold of him to uh, to come onto the forum sometime because I, I think he would have a great time with this. I'm sure he wouldn't be able to stay through the whole thing, but he would, no. he would fucking love the show. But yeah, I think if we get him even for like a half an hour, just to zip and zang a little bit. Um, so yeah, so that's probably still going to go on. So we'll, I've given him those documents. He's looking them over right now to get familiarized. And uh, I think when he does that, that he'll drop the hammer. But uh, yeah, there, there's a light therapy for the eyes now. So everyone said, remember when everyone said, so here's what's interesting. I had I had two articles. One article was from I think November of 2021, and it talked about how infrared therapy uh, would burn your eyes, and you need to wear protectors and all this shit. Right? Literally two months later, there's research that comes out that says that infrared therapy actually rest restores and regenerates retinal damage. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, of course. You guys couldn't even time it good enough. Like, oh, oh, anytime. So now I'm starting to so now I'm starting to go through and I'm starting to collect these articles that say that something doesn't work like a month or two before it says it does. You see? Mm -hmm. So it's almost like they preload the situation, like, no, no, don't do that. It's a they, they have fact checks and shit. Just start showing up out of goddamn nowhere, <laughs> you know, for this bullshit. And you're like, what the hell are they on about? What a, what am I missing here? Infrared well, therapy doesn't work. What? What's interesting about the infrared therapy is I've been playing around with like the cold laser thing, and there's a whole lot of different frequency settings that you can set it on. So even though it's for yes. it's a red light, so it's got the inherent like base frequency of the red light, you can set it on many, many, many different sub frequencies. Absolutely. And they're geared toward different issues, different problems. Yes. And this fits in with just a little bit past the uh, infrared um, infrared wavelength. You end up with the terahertz frequencies. So everyone that said that med beds were bullshit, well, now I'm starting to go, you know what? You may need to reel that back because you're probably going to look like a fool here probably in about six months because they've had so many breakthroughs with terahertz healing and near-infrared and infrared healing that I'm just like, you guys... You need, you need to reel that back now before you look really foolish. A lot of these podcasts, just because Q brought it up, we're just like, oh, it's bullshit. The, the Q, the mega people. Nah, 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 nah. Well, now it's like, well, now what? You know? Yeah. This is your, this is harnessing scalar energy. Is, am I correct? 
Yeah, it, it yeah. is in a, it, to an extent. Yeah, because they that, also have sub frequencies that they also modulate. Because now they have. Remember, I was talking about. Well, my first um, my first podcast, I was talking about terahertz lasers, which was the big breakthrough. Uh, now they're miniaturizing them, and they're going to become widely available here for healing purposes. So it's going to be really interesting how that goes. That was the whole point of the Q psyop, by the way, was was to drop real information along with you know along with a lot of kookery in order to uh to muddy the, muddy the waters mm -hmm. and right. yeah i mean that's I, I i think what we do here at the what the fuck forum is you know none of this is kookery uh, we're telling you the straight dish you know so absolutely enjoy y'all enjoy it just just very quickly before we oh i've got to head off soon um i just uh, was watching jim lee on climate viewer this morning on his live and he was talking about how harp are um firing up and do you guys remember me talking about um the auroras and how i was pretty sus about them like i didn't feel that they were organic they, remember just earlier in this year there yes. were the auroras were really visible in places that's not normally visible like much like both of them the aurora australis and the aurora borealis and so right up to, I don't know, as far as Perth or something in Australia, you can't normally see it. You can normally see it like right down the south of Tasmania. But um, so, and I just was, I have been maintaining the whole time that they weren't natural. And anyway, Jim Lee was talking about harp um, and it basically he was just talking about this uh, article. Alaskans may be able to see an artificial air glow in the sky created by harp as it fires up. I mean, that's the general gist. And um, it sort of showed a picture of the aurora and I thought, ah, there we go, there it is. So who knows? I think it possibly is to do with Project Bluebeam um, practicing, perhaps. I'm not sure. Well, they're also spraying the shit out of the skies more so than, I, I mean, I note this stuff when I'm driving. I, you know, and I see mm, planes all the time. Most of the time they're not, they're not um, jamming bullshit behind them. And over the last few days, I have seen the skies getting their shit sprayed out of them all over uh, Pennsylvania um, and Tennessee. They're spraying the shit out of these skies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you just say Florida? Sorry, I missed. Pennsylvania and Tennessee for sure. But uh, right, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's happening in Florida too. Oh, Florida's meant to be pretty bad. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're doing it here too. <laughs> So there are trillion watt lasers being fired into the sky right now to precipitate rain clouds. The problem is one of the byproducts of that oftentimes is two things. Number one, um, spontaneous lightning discharges that are far, of a far greater magnitude than what would normally happen in that situation because of the added energy. That's number one. Number two, it can also create plasma, plasma discharges and imbalances that will also increase the, uh, theoretically can also increase the intensity of auroras and even have them pull down further than they normally would be. It's almost right. like they're doing everything they can to bring on the apocalypse. It's almost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> almost. Weird. Hmm, I wonder what that well, is. We just need the Antichrist to complete the whole set. Well... I would, I would hate to, I would hate to be able to go any further without, you know, having the full set. You know, it's like, uh, it's like apocalypse Pokemon. Got to catch them all, right? So it's Yuval Noah Harari, right, or his boyfriend, or 
wife or whatever husband. I don't know what the hell he is. Husband. His 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 uh hump hole. My lovely humpy holes. Yeah. Check it out. <laughs> I know I'm going to hell. It's okay. Anyway, guys, I'm I'm about ready to check out here. Yeah, let's yeah. let's do it. Let's do plugs. Uh start with you, Bear Snare around the circle. Yeah, I'm I'm the Bear Snare. Thebearsnare.com. Um and my friends hate freedom podcast. On to you, Stella. You can find Ashley and myself at the Union of the Unknowns podcast, also at uh, here. <laughs> um, I'm also occasionally on the Propaganda Report with Brad Binkley and do a few little things with Drew Misson as well on You're Missing the Point. Um, Rob. Hey, this is Rob here at the Black Labs Podcast, and um, I haven't been podcasting that much. I come on here. That's about it. Life has taken over. I have become a free bird. Restriction polymorphic DNA sequences. And on to you, Ando. Good that you can join us today, Rob. Good to Thank see you. you. I'm Ando, Burn Babylon Burn, and uh, the Doom Kitchen, and here a lot. <laughs> libertylinks.io slash the doom kitchen the doom kitchen at protonmail.com and down to you rob he's already done that <laughs> doctors don't know shit you already got me bro, got me, bro. oh you're you the too, best <laughs> hope everything goes well with your uh, your puppy dog bear definitely in the prayers yeah i didn't even hear about that Sorry about that. Hopefully he does better. I think Bear's a bit frozen. I think he did. Right. I think he bailed out. <laughs> Love you, Guts. Amen. Love everybody here. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Love you all. Great times. <laughs>